Episode number nine of Live and Five. I am your co-host, DJ Swish from 93.1 The Fella, joined as always by my co-host, Gage Azo Osmus, and our producer, Jackie Ferda Mason. Brought to you always by 10K Takes and Butter Golf. Butter Golf is the official sponsor of Live and Five. Head over to butter.golf for all your golf and lifestyle needs. And fellas, before we get to the heat, daddy, well, shit, it's the Halloween special. Mace, you're dressed up as, I believe, who we got, just a NASCAR driver? Is that Ricky Bobby? It's old Chase Elliott, fella. Chase Elliott, ever heard of him? I'm kind of tailoring off you. I'm going as a young Tony Stewart with a head of cabbage (laughs) and fucking Gage Osmus straight from the fucking workbench is a mover. Fella, how we doing? Yeah, that's great stuff, fellas. Uh, <laughs> Mace, first off, I love the cigarette. Your the hat's unbelievable. Uh, that's an unbelievable fit. And then Jordo <laughs> comes out with the old Tony Stewart. What a fucking <laughs> so oh, yeah. funny, man! I got the tied to go jacket on right now. If you don't chew big red, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stewart. Is it, did, didn't that guy kill a guy on the racetrack one time? And people were like, I mean, did he do it? Is that man? Is that manslaughter? I don't like, I, I'm pretty sure he yeah, killed he a guy out there. Brick killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he did. Uh, I think he got away with it. A young Tony did, but man, it, anytime you throw a NASCAR jacket on, like I got this at a thrift store, you just feel so nails. Like I feel like I'm hopping into a Talladega Nights kind of commercial you know, with the Fig Newton sponsorship covering my windshield and I'm going 200 miles an hour around that goddamn track at Daytona, baby. You know, you, you feel, just, you feel fast, you feel you fast, feel but so you also quick. feel nails. Cause you're like, I mean, I could fucking walk through a fire right now. Like this yeah, thing's I fire, know. this thing's fire repellent, you know, like I could walk through a fire. So I'm going to be fine. hundred percent. And that was even me just sitting on the wood last night. Shout out to, uh, Coach Dar, who uh, is a gal down here in Phoenix that works with a bunch of pro athletes. And, you know, I've been fortunate enough to get to know her. And, you know, she has these seats, boys, right on the wood. So, you know, before you go there, you know, at the Footprint Center for a Phoenix Suns game, you're literally sitting right off the bench. And I always say, like, you know, there's no bad day on the wood, right? Like, you're stopping at Walgreens before you're grabbing a tweezers in case you get a splinter. And it's amazing when you're sitting that close, Ozzy, like, how nasty these guys actually are in ball. Like, you know, it's just amazing how sick these guys are. And even to see a young kid like that, Wemin Yana, who was on the Spurs, that first overall pick. I mean, I kind of threw an Instagram out last night. Like, that guy's built like an air dancer outside of a Jiffy Lube. Like, he's like 7'6", 200 pounds. Like, these guys are actually insane. Like, at any time, like, it felt like he could just either, you know, roll an ankle or tear an ACL. But, like, his God-given ability is insane. And even it's like KD, he reminded me a lot of like a young Kevin Durant. So it's just crazy when you're sitting that close, you know, on the wood to how amazing those athletes are. He can, he can, 
he is like Katie, but he's taller. And it's like he, he looks like Slenderman. I, th- I saw he dressed up as Slenderman walking into the uh, walking in the arena there, the stadium. Unbelievable outfit. I mean, he looked like an alien. He is an alien. The, when it, when I watch the Spurs play right now, and I watch Wemby, it's like he's standing just right at the rim, and he can block a guy shooting a three point. It's oh, like yeah. this guy's nope. this guy's not safe to shoot this. Like Wemby no. might jump out there and block it. No, it's, and it's, I, it's nuts. And to me, like, you know, now that we're talking association, cause I kind of brought it up cause I was doing that last night, but like, I don't know, man, like for him, I think he's on like a trajectory, like a Giannis, like it's going to take him three or four years to kind of probably see the inside of a weight room, maybe lift a dumbbell, maybe do a squat because I don't know, just like the way he was like falling all over the place. Like he was like a deer on rollerblades on ice almost like it was crazy to see a guy like that, you know, he's a first overall pick. He's a young kid. He's from Europe, 19 years old. I don't know. It's just how like uncoordinated you are when you're that tall and young. It's amazing that he can even play in the association right now. It doesn't make sense. When you watch, it doesn't make sense. It it looks like he's going to get broken in half. Like it's the same with KD though. Like I've always looked at KD like that. They're so skinny. And I'm like, how did they not injure themselves? And, like you said, it's God-given talent, man. It's, he, that's, he still that had, shit can't be taught. He still had 18 points last time. I was like, this guy is not very good yet, but he still had 18. So it's going to be, you know, it'll be interesting to see over the years how he progresses. But did you see the end of that game? It was on TNT, and you could actually see Jay Swish in the corner when they inbounded the ball. The Spurs were down by one, and they inbounded the ball, the Suns. Katie gets the ball. He A guy kind of comes up to him and – I believe it was Johnson. He thought he was going to follow him or follow him. So he kind of gets to him. He's like, you know, about to strip him. He kind of lets off. And then all of a sudden, like Katie, like looks up at the clock and this Johnson guy just like, you know, he almost like strips him, like, you know, like punching the ball in football, takes the nugget, ends up making a nice little layup, like over a guy. And they win the game with like, you know, a second left. They had a play at the end. Katie actually had a decent look with a fadeaway, kind of like a mid range jumper, but didn't end up making it. It was just, it was a wild finish, but the video on TNT they released, actually Jake Schmaltz sent it to me, my cousin. He's like, fella, I can see you. I'm like, fella, I know. I'm on the wood, you. <laughs> but, That's unreal. Um, yeah, it was it was sick. Um, uh, yeah, it was good, boys. So what? enough about me here. What did you guys get up to on the weekend? Were you able to stay sober after the four-day shift in Forks, or what were we kind of doing for the Halloween weekend? Yeah, shit, man. I, I did absolutely – I'm sure Mace got after it, but look at look at all this fucking guy's dressed right now. If you watch on YouTube, he sure looks like he an absolute fucking crazy ass. But um, no, I stayed in. I had to. Like like I said, there's no way I was drinking again this weekend. Like I I just couldn't do it. You know, um, I actually had I, I got dinner with Physic and Matson. Um, we got the, we brought the girls with, so it was a, it was a nice low key. You know, obviously we still had a couple cocktails. A couple of shards, so what of? I mean, hanging off, you know, yeah, obviously hanging off some Sioux boys there, but uh, yeah, that's all I did, and I'm thankful because I do feel good this week. Uh, feel back to neutral for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's let's hear what Mace got up to. This guy, uh, he had to have done something crazy. Um, I mean, wasn't wasn't too out of the ordinary, you know? Went went and put putting a little shift at the loop in the West End. Um, I mean, that's got to be one of my favorite bars in Minneapolis. I mean, you got the table set up. They play some good music, not not just shit that you usually hear at bars. And I mean, there's some good, good trim there. So 
putting a little shit there, got there early and just stuck at a table for a couple hours, you know? Yeah. There's always, I, there's always some good talent there. There's always, it's always like that 10 to 12 kind of, you know, work slot there about 10 PM to 12. And then it kind of clears out after that. But in those, that two hour power hour, that window, that, you know, that high slot, I like to call it right inside the house. You can get some sneaky trim walking in there. I don't even know if it's sneaky. You know what I mean? It's, it's buzzing. And usually people are either staying there for the night or they're making the move probably to the North loop. You know, at least in my experiences, mm-hmm. I don't have a silver stick in Minneapolis Mace, but I lived there for about five years and I don't really know the nightlife anymore, but that usually kind of used to be the move at least, you know, circa 2016 to 2020 kind of thing. Oh yeah. yeah. North loop is still, still pretty good. I mean, I, I'll go there. I don't know. I'm just a West End guy. I don't know if it's, just a little nicer that that cub is 24 seven, like right across the street from the bars and you just go and raid it right after. But right. In case you oh. strike out, you know, in case you yeah. don't come home with something or maybe fucking needs a couple, you know, a couple condoms or something, whatever you need. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just over there. Yeah. Call the Uber got, right from there to, Hey baby, let's go. <laughs> I've got a, I've got a couple of Pedialytes from there at two thirty AM Oh yeah, on my way home to the bar on my, on my way back to like an apartment tallow right across three ninety four there. Just like fuck, give me a couple yeah. Pedialytes. I didn't fucking hit anything the night lines. Yeah. Bobber, Bobber never went under the water. I had, I had a couple out there. They never went under. Yeah, you, you, you struck, you struck out looking. <laughs> the old backwards K. That's always funny too, because you're, you know, it's just like ah, well, I guess I'll go get a, you know, get the edge for the tomorrow, right? Get the on the Pedialytes. Get you know, feel good about tomorrow. You still wake up feeling the same way. It's always hilarious, but Absolutely it's always the does nothing. Absolutely does nothing. Yeah. But anyways, um, getting into a little NFL week eight talk, fellas, Ozzy, our bet from last weekend. Um, you know, I knew it wasn't going to be perfect making that bet. I was basically just kind of coming to terms of I'd be handing over a nice little bottle of bourbon to you, uh, courtesy of Eddie Belfort's company. So that game Packers Vikes at Lambeau was a pick em. Uh, but who are we kidding? Even though that Kirky Cousins did go down, he did throw for two touchdowns. It was enough to secure the win 24-10 in that one. Uh, it sucks for Vikings fans, though, man, losing Kirk. He's actually, as much as I chirp him, like he's a pretty good quarterback, man. He he gets it done, and he's going to be done for the year now with that Achilles injury. Who knows if he's going to see Aaron Rodgers, ayahuasca guy slash, you know, holistic healer. But it sucks for Vikings fan because it just seems like it's the same song and dance. Yeah, I mean, you 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 beat the Packers in Lambeau, which is a Vikings fan is, you know, always possibly one of the biggest wins of the year for you. If you're, if you're able to do that, um, and obviously we go in there and I, I don't know, like the pack, Jordo, the pack looked decent to start the season off. Um, they and had now, and, and they definitely had hope. And now it's like, when I watched them play the Vikings, I'm just like, God, they are fucking terrible. Like they're bad, man. Like I, I don't know if they're like coached bad. They were taking dumb penalties. You know, they 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 had so many penalties, so many yards. They, it's just I don't they know. Nothing like went right. No, they don't look they like don't. a well coached team. They don't look like they like each other. It's just no. like a, it's it's not Packer football. It's not what I'm used to watching. Right, because it you know how it is in football, especially like everything starts with your head coach and your quarterback. And it just to me, you have a young coach in Lafleur. And then you have a guy like Jordan Love who's trying to find his way, and he's probably you know so far in his own dome, he's got no idea what's going on. You don't have that calming presence like you had the last twenty odd years, maybe even thirty with you know a Raj. Then you had Favre, yeah. 
that to me is the biggest thing. And that's like the disconnect. And then you lose like, you know, David Bakhtiari, the left tackle. So that's yeah. another veteran that goes Terrible. down. Now he's not, you know, in on the field. He's not in the huddle. It seems like it's just so chaotic and basically, you know, so disconnected where I don't know, man, I, I'm as a Packer fan throwing in the towel for the year. And it sucks to say that, but that I think is where their team is at. And I don't know if you need another quarterback. I don't know if you need a new coach. I don't know if you need both, but somebody's got to pack their shit because I just don't know if Jordan Love is that dude. It's hard to be a quarterback in the NFL, man. It's the hardest thing to do. So it's it's impossible. And yeah, you mentioned Kirk Cousins. Okay, Kirk is a lot of Vikings fans chirp Kirk, and I get it. You know, he's not he's not very mobile. He can't get it. You know, he takes sacks sometimes that he shouldn't. Um, sometimes he makes mistakes, but. Go out there and find me a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins in the NFL. It's it's fucking hard to do. I mean, there's not many of them nowadays, you know. I mean, obviously, Patty Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joey Burr's fully back, obviously. Um, but, like, in Tua, maybe. But, man, those quarterbacks are so tough to find. Us Vikings fans have, you know, when was the last time we had a decent quarterback before Kirk? I don't even fucking remember. Dante Culpepper? Yeah, yeah I was going to Dante Culcrapper, you know. The, the guy threw 30. Andy Moss. The guy threw 30 picks a year, though. So it's like, yeah. yeah, he could throw the long ball, but he's throwing picks left and right. Like, Kirk's actually, I mean, he's a fucking good quarterback, and it just, it sucks. I mean, the season's over now. I mean, did, you know, you're all, the Packers are almost in a better spot than we are now because we're four and four as Vikings. And what's left in the season? They have Josh yeah. Dobbs or Jared Hall. Like, yeah. We're not, I mean, we're not going anywhere. Like, let's no. get a, you're going to, you're going to have a better, uh draft pick than us so like yep what's the point of winning that game it just sucks it's the season's over it's over yeah and it just sucks that you're so right because it's so hard to go get a decent quarterback like no no team is just you know if you're a top 10 quarterback in the league those guys are all locked up you're not getting a guy just on the open market whoever you want to get it's just i don't know it'll be interesting to see where both these teams go the packers fall to two and five Jay Swish, your boy, dust off the Amex. Ozzy, send me your address, and we'll get you dialed in with a bottle of bourbon, fella. Uh, you won it. You earned it. So I wanted to get into our next little segment of the NFL, and I want to snap it over to Mace first. Steli of the week, fellas. What do we have? What do we see out there? Talk to me, baby. All right. I'll start this off. Um, you know, I was watching that Vice game. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I got to go with Addison's Lambo leap faked out the green Bay Packers fans. You know, I don't know if that was on purpose or if he just got scared of, cause it was just a giant wall of Packer fans wherever he's about to jump, but I don't know, fake him out and then go hop in the Vikings fans. I love that. So yeah, I like fine. that. Even though that stings Mace, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you, you gotta do that shit. Um, I'm going to be honest, guys. I don't really, I don't, I don't know if I have a celly. I don't know if I saw one this week. I was, I was, it's so hard, you know. I've got the YouTube set up, where the, you know, got the, you got four screens, and you know, I'm watching when I see a touchdown. Like I just look to another game, and then you miss all the sellies and shit. So it's it's tough. So um, I I saw the Vikings D had another good one. Uh, I don't I don't I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were all like sellying together. Yeah, the thriller yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That's that's yeah. Halloween shit. I like it. 
I like it. Two Vikings ball boys are really just pouring the coals to me over here. Hey, bending me over. No spit, no lube, right up my goddamn hoop over here. So taking it on the chin. But my silly of the week, uh, I had two. One football-related I'll start with was Tyreek Hill. So he scores a touchdown, and then he just runs straight to the bench. Like, no celly, no stylist. I ain't even care. I almost, I'm going to have 2,000 yards this year. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go sit on the bench and just chill. Like, to me, that's like the equivalent in hockey where a guy scores an OT winner like Kachuk did this past playoffs twice. You score the goal, and you just open the gate, and you get right off the ice. You know what I mean? Like, this is yeah, like, yeah. nails. Just nails. Like, hey, my work here is done, fellas. I'm out. We out. You know, I just thought <laughs> yeah. that was so cool if Tyreek is just like, I'm just going to go sit on the bench and I don't give a fuck. So I thought that was nails. Are there any more questions, fellas? That's what he was saying. So and then my hockey related one. And this one was hilarious. Uh, this past weekend, UND hockey played Mankato. Oh, my God. How did I forget about that one? Yeah. On Saturday let's, let's night. Get into that one. So Hunter Johannes is this kid's name. And I honestly think he might. He's played four or five years of college. I think he might have you know, played in every single conference in college hockey thus far. I think he started at AIC. Then he went to Lindenwood. And then he somehow found his way to UND. Anyways, he gets a puck up the wall, you know, with a little bit of space and kind of dances a defenseman outside in in the neutral zone, takes it down, rips it like short side cheddar, and then does like the shooting like Chris Kyle. You know, he, he shoots his glove like he fakes it, like he's going to shoot it out of midair. And then he's doing like the student section celly as he's staring down the bench of Mankato. And this was just to tie the game. Like it was, there's like five, seven minutes left. I'm thinking like, number one, this kid's a fucking beauty. And number two, oh, yeah. you got to set a fucking Rosetta stones on you. If you're going to be selling like that, you know, especially, oh, yeah. you know, only seven, eight games into your UND career. I was like, this kid's hilarious. And I kind of want to party with him. 100%. That was unbelievable. I mean, I'm not, so I don't know. If, I don't know if I, I. I don't know if I've seen a better selling in person. You know, like when when we were playing, I was there for four oh, years. Like, I don't know if I saw a better one. That was unbelievable. And like you said, I think he's like a 25 year old kid. You know, like yeah, he's got he's like two for Canisius and yeah, he's like playing for Canisius and Lindenwood, and now he comes to North Dakota, <laughs> fucking blue blood school, and the guy's absolutely showing up to play, man. Like he's unbelievable. He's nasty. Oh, it was so funny. He's having a great start to the year, too. I think he's got five, maybe five goals. And I mean, I've seen, we've seen Drake Kajula make highlight reel goals, like dangle through a whole team. And, I, you know, his most outrageous sell would be like a glass jump into the student section. Or maybe he, you know, dragged the ice with a glove from like the goal line to the, you know, blue line. Yeah, and that yeah. I thought was outrageous. This guy scores a goal to tie the game. And he's got like seven sellies in one. It's like he didn't even know what to do. It's like he scored four <laughs> goals in one. It's like, fella, it still only counts for one. You know what I mean? I'm like, holy fuck. an emo wheel. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> you shoot the glove. Then you got the stare down. And then you got the pumpernickel of your, you know, hands. I thought that was so funny, man. I was like, man, this kid, like, I kind of want to party with him. Like, he, he seems nails. How about that shot that UND got of it too? Like with the with a that had to have been like a drone over top or something. Like how did they get that shot? I I don't know. I, I was that you see Dusky? that video? Yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah. Did Dusky have the selfie stick over the you know the bench there? What was going on? Yeah. Who was working? Someone was working the half wall with a camera. Holy mitts! <laughs> yeah. I thought that was uh, I thought that was great. So if that kid's listening, Hunter Johannes, uh, 
five schools, makes his way to UND. He's 25, 26 years old, and he's putting on a clinic this year. So keep trucking along, fella. You seem like one of the good guys, a blue-collar guy that's kind of having a breakout um, season in terms of a start. So, fellas, I want to get to our picks from last week. I will start with that. I had the Jets over the New York football giants that was at MetLife. Um, that was a home and home for those teams. 13-10, Jets win. I had the Jets to win, but it was a minus three. So that's a push. And then my other game, the Lions with a nice bounce back. Uh, they had the Raiders uh, at home. That was minus seven or minus eight, depending on what you got of that. And they took that one 26-14. So that was a good win. I mean, the the Raiders stink, so they're a, you know they're a mess. It's crazy. Like a guy like Devonte Adams wanted to get out of Green Bay so bad. I mean, I get that you don't want to live in Green Bay and the best restaurants probably Panera Bread, but you had a great thing going with Aaron Rodgers, and you know he was so hot and horny and adamant to get out of there, and now he's you know finds himself in a worse situation, and he's bitching about everything. He's bitching about you know the quarterback situation, this and that. So. Fellas, I went, I guess, 1-0-1. Ozzy, let's snap it over to you. Uh, what what yeah. was your pick again? I had uh, – I had uh, – God, who was it? The Saints were playing – You had uh, um, Colts for plus Yeah, one. the Saints, Saints were playing the Colts. I thought the Colts were um, – I thought – I believed in, you know, Gardner Minshew. Minshew. Um, yeah, but – they got the Saints just showed up. I don't know how. Derek Carr always seems to like he he plays well once every three games or something and looks like a superstar. I mean, that's why Devontae Adams went on. I mean, you talk about Oakland tangent a little bit, but they fucked they fucked Devontae Adams. He goes to he goes to Vegas to play for the Raiders because he played with Derek Carr in college, and they just get rid of Derek Carr as soon as they get Devontae Adams. Like the guy's got to be rattled. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I thought the I thought the Colts were a little more frisky than they are. They they let they let the Saints come in and take it from them. So yeah, I was zero for one last week. Mace, what do you have? I had uh, New England for the plus nine to hook against. Uh, right. I don't even know who I can't even remember who it was, but it did not go well. So you know, I I thought I I believed in Mac Jones. He had a good week the week before and. Yeah, all my hopes gone for him now. I don't know. It's a mess over there in New England. Yeah, yeah I mean the Dolph. That was the Dolphins. What are they supposed to do? You know. Yeah, yeah that was. I was gonna say. I thought that was Tyreek and the boys. Um, yeah, Bill Belichick, hot seat, Bob Kraft. We'll see where. I don't know. We'll see where that team goes, but they seem to be heading to a full rebuild. Maybe a little bit of a shift, like we've talked about in terms of getting William Belichick out of there. Onward to week nine, boys, to look ahead. Uh, Joe Burrow is back, and this guy is slinging it last week against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what a week he had. 28 for 32, 283, uh, three touchdowns. That's a 135 quarterback rating. So that guy is back. He is dialed in. I am going to ride his hot hand um, in terms of Cincy versus Buffalo. That is minus three. Uh, I'm taking Cincy. And then I'm I'm going to stay on the Jets. I think they can get it done on Monday night. Uh, they're plus three at MetLife Stadium, a.k.a. JetLife, against the Chargers. We'll see where that one goes. Shout out to my boy Aaron Rodgers. He's snapping it around right now in warm-ups. Man, every week that 
Keeley's just looks better and better. It looks like I think, you know, he's he's trying to make a comeback for, you know, the better part of 2024, sometime mid-January, late January. Maybe they're in the hunt. Uh, we're going to monitor that. But um, he looks good. Looks like he's staying on the plant-based diet with whatever he's smoking or ingesting. So that's always good. Uh, Ozzy, what do you got for week yep. nine um, for a pick in terms of your lock? I am – I'm going to ride Will Levis out um, with the Titans. The Titans are at the Steelers. They're plus two and a half. I'm going to take them. Um, I don't know. Will Levis looked good. I know I know it's just one game, but I think he had four four teddies. Um, yeah, some four titties, and I don't know. I, I think that's exciting. I think he's fired up. The Titans are probably a little fired up. Like, fuck, maybe we got a quarterback. They're going to come in there buzzing. So I want to go with them for my first one. And then – I am gonna take the I'm gonna take the Buccaneers um at the Texans. The Buccaneers now they're plus three at Houston. Uh I don't think I think Houston's frauds, they just they just lost to Carolina. I think obviously they had a they had a better start than people imagined to start the season. So that's probably why they're favored in this game. I think the Bucs still have a good D. They still have some good players. Um Baker Mayfield's is useful sometimes i'm not going to say he's a superstar but he's useful um so i'm going to take them to cover there as well i like it i like it i I like that pick with baker i just think that's i think houston's just they're stinky you know and and plus three to me really stands out i was looking at that pick as well so i like that pick baker maybe can get the boys back in the win column mace what do you have fella i think i'm going to take Los Angeles Chargers for minus three against the Jets. Okay, wow, we got a little action. Like it. People sleep action. on the Chargers defense. I mean, they got Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. I mean, Avante Samuel. People are sleeping on them. Justin Herbert's a dog. Jets have good defense, but I think Herbert gets the best of them. Okay, would you take that bet for a 30-rack of Bush Light with the spread there against me there, Mace? Yeah. Perfect. All right, we'll lock that in. I like we'll, it. We got a little wager on it, so – Moving on, boys, from the NFL, um, World Series talk a little bit here. Right now, the World Series is at 3-1 Texas in the series. As we record, bottom of the seventh, two outs. Texas is up one nothing on Arizona. Obviously, that's a 2-3-2 format, so this is a third game here in Arizona. Boys, I, I think the World Series might be handed out tonight. I hate to say it. I think Texas is just after that game one comeback to win in extras to get that juju. Even last night, um, you know, going up 10 nothing in the first three innings. I mean, they kind of battled back. You got to give the Diamondbacks credit. They came back and made it a game and ultimately ended up yeah. being 11-7. But I think Texas, for whatever reason, I think the Cinderella story is going to end for the Diamondbacks. I hate to say it, but I'm hoping for a little bit of late game heroics here in game five but um have you been watching any of that have you been watching the world series because i've been dialed down here in terms of you know because it's obviously right in my backyard yeah i've been watching some of it it just seems the diamondbacks they're they're dogs man like i don't really like if you look at the payroll of the rangers all those guys are getting paid so much like they have so many good players that I didn't, you know, I've, I haven't watched the Rangers this year. They have so many nasty players on that team. I think they have like Max Scherzer on the mound. You know, they've got 
Corey Seager's unbelievable. I think they have the best batter in uh, in baseball right now. What's his name? Garcia, or the, the guy who hit the walk off uh, game one, I think, to win the game. But I think, yeah, it just looks like the Diamondbacks right now are a little outmatched. Um, this this Rangers team just seems like an absolute powerhouse. Um, yeah, I mean they got just, Seager, they have Carter, they have that you know that Jung guy's nasty. Like they're their payroll is probably almost double what the Diamondbacks is. You know, it just seems like the Cinderella story might be running out. Their pitching is obviously unbelievable. Um, I'm hoping, you know, I got this game on kind of in the background right now. Just I'm hoping the they can make a, a late push here, the D-backs, because pushing it to game six, you get that win. And then, as you know, game seven, baby, anything can happen. So we'll, uh, we'll stay on that talk. Last night, you know, even going to the Suns game, it was absolutely buzzing down there. Chase Field was rocking, even though they were down, you know, 10 Cobb within the first couple innings. So we'll stay on that. Um, hoping for some late game, you know, magic here, but we'll see. Moving on to some NHL news and, you know, some different things I want to get up to speed with in terms of the National Hockey League. First, I want to start it off with, um, you know, just a tragedy that happened over the weekend. I think by now everybody knows the news on Adam Johnson. He was a player that actually played at Duluth, um, you know, the Bulldogs. Played pro hockey over here for, you know, five odd years and then was playing over in the English League um, for the Nottingham Panthers, I believe the team was named. And he was in a, involved in an incident on the ice where a skate blade cut his neck. And just so unfortunate, Ozzy. You know, you play the game of hockey growing up. You see all your buddies playing. We still have a bunch of buddies playing. It really brings things into perspective and into like a real life situation and scenarios like, man, like it's crazy what can happen on the ice and just even in life. But it's so unfortunate. I just feel so bad for that family. And honestly, man, I've been pretty gutted over the last, you know, three or four days just thinking about it. We used to have the same agent Um, when I was playing. I had the same agent as that kid. So I, I never knew you know, of him, but obviously mutual friends and, and different things like that. Mm. And and when you see something happen like that, man, it's just, it's fucking gut-wrenching because, you know, that could happen to anyone. It, it could happen to anyone. It's, it's the most, it's the most unlucky fucking thing ever. Um, I think it's the first time it's ever happened that someone's actually died on the ice from that. Yep. Um, so like, and now obviously, you know, people are like, well, we're going to wear neck guards now. I think people will start wearing more neck guards now for sure. I don't know if they're going to mandate it. Maybe they will. Um, but here's the deal. It's like, you know, you're scared for the hockey players a little bit. It's a scary, it's a scary accident. It's a freak accident, but here's the deal. It's like, you got a, you got like a 500 times more chance of dying driving into the rink than you do like that happening. So like, it's just such an unfortunate event. And, and, you know, I don't know, like you've probably had close calls too. Like I remember a few close calls too. Like one of the, when I was in Peewee's, one of the guys on my team, his neck got sliced. It didn't actually get, it was like a centimeter from the jugular. If it would have went like a centimeter further, like half a centimeter, the same scenario, it's close. I've had skates buzz by me. You know, when you hit a guy, it's usually when you hit a guy yep. and he falls and he falls over and his skates like flail up. I mean, I've had skates come like I could feel the blade like nick my like mustache and stuff. Like it, it's close. Like I don't know. It's just insane. I just, you know, I I I didn't know if we wanted to go here, but obviously, like I tried avoiding the video of it. 
Um, yeah, but you, but you couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't it was all over Twitter. Yeah, you couldn't avoid it. Like, there's one of those things where I said, like, I'm not watching that. There's no, there's no point in me watching that. And I'd be scrolling Twitter, and then I'd see it there, and then, you know, didn't have very good discipline with myself because I watched it. I felt like I, I couldn't, I couldn't get my eyes off of it. Um, and then obviously, you know, you're watching it, and then you're like, well, naturally, you're thinking, what could have been done differently? Why did this happen? Right. And naturally, you know, I'm watching it. And obviously, you know, there's people talking about, you know, how does this, how did, how, do, how does this guy skate get up that high? You know, what, what, what happened here? Did he actually get pushed off his ledge? And I mean, I'll come out and say it. Like, I don't think your skate does get up that high from falling off your edge. Now, when you're playing hockey and, and everyone's done this, and I think there's guys out there who kind of do it more, but when you, when you know, skating on open ice and the guy's coming by you, you kind of have an instinct to like, I got to get a piece of this guy. You know, oh, I, I can't let this guy just like walk me to the middle. Like I got to get a little piece of him, slow him down a little bit. Like that's why guys will stick out their knee. And it's like, holy fuck, that was a dangerous play. It's like, yeah, but like at the time you're like, you're not thinking dangerous. You're not like thinking injured. You're just thinking like, I got to get a piece of this guy somehow. I can't just let him skate by me, you know? And I, and I think, I think that's what I saw in the video a little bit was he tried to get a piece of him a little bit. I'm not saying he tried to kick the guy with his skate or anything, but that's what he used. And that's what happened. Um, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, yeah. I obviously don't, I definitely don't want that guy to go to jail or anything, but it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just an it's unfortunate tough. play, man. I, I think I'm in agreement with you as a guy that, you know, I played a little bit of hockey, right? I played eight years pro. You played four or five years. To me, I, I'm on the same page as you. Do I think he tried to, you know, ninja kick him? No, I don't think so at all. But I think he overskated his check a little bit. He kind of got a little bit off balance, probably to the point of not to really, you know, have the skate that high, right? Because in hockey, you're always taught – from a, you know the day you start playing, keep two skates on the ice. And to me, it just looked like he was trying to get a piece of him. You know what I mean? He was he kind of overskated his check, and he saw the guy cut to the middle. He's like, oh shit! And it was just like a split second decision where the skate gets up a little high, and just to you know get a piece of him or whatever it is. And it just sucks because you know he wasn't trying to do that. I mean that's obvious, but it's just the fact that now that guy, you know, I believe his name was. Uh, Matt Petgrave has to live with himself and deal with all that. And, you know, you have the Johnson yeah. family. It just, it just sucks for everyone involved, Ozzy. And, everyone. you know, I, do I think it's a freak, freak accident? If I'm being honest, I think it's preventable. But again, hindsight is 2020. And like I said, I just feel bad for everyone involved. And it's a complete accident. And yeah, man, it, it just sucks because that kid is, is gone way too soon. He's a kid that went over to Europe. Wanted to continue playing hockey. He's an iron range kid from Hibbing, you know, Minnesota, that wanted to basically just keep playing pro hockey, live out his dream. And, you know, he's gone too soon at the age of 29. And I believe he had a, you know, a girlfriend and obviously his family. It's just what a tragic way to, you know, to lose someone. Yeah. And I just, my heart goes out to all those people that know him, his family and his friends. So, um, yeah, man, it, it just sucks. It really does. It's insane. I, I, and and there's people calling for you know the pet Matt Petgrave to be put in prison or you know get manslaughter or whatever you know I think 
him having to live with this the rest of his life is more than enough of a punishment. I mean, that'd be the guy. The guy did not try to kill anyone. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't like no. I'm gonna fuck. I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. It's like it's hockey. Like freak things happen, and I know, like you know, even when you do a, even when you do have a dirty play, like say you stick your knee out or kind of hammer a guy from behind, right, or a, a high hit that, in the head. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think that always means you're just a dirty, you know, scumbag out there. I think some guys just, you know, it's tough to keep your cool out there sometimes because you're getting. You know, you're getting hacked and slashed, no call. Guys are doing dirty shit to you. You're getting slew footed. And then you're like, you know what? What the fuck? Everything's happened to me. I'm going to go do something too, you know? And stupid yeah. things happen. I mean, everyone does it. It's just, it's, it's fucked. I, I don't even know. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I can't imagine being a part of any of that. Honestly, I'm, I'm on the outside and I'm having a tough time with it. I cannot imagine being on the inside, like being on either one of those teams, being a part of any of those families. It, it's just, it's uh, it, it alters your life forever. Yep. I, uh, and I think, you know, both families and especially that pet grave, like he's going to need support. So we wish everyone the best in that scenario. Just uh, it's sad to see, man, but on to more of a positive note and or vibe, man around the National Hockey League, there's a couple guys that are doing some thumping out there in terms of just playing nasty. And one guy, probably my favorite player in the league, and I wanted to bring it up with you, is this guy the best player in the NHL right now in terms of forward? I think Kale McCarr is probably the best all-around player, maybe even McJesus, but I think you can throw this kid from New Jersey, number 86 in the mix, Jack Little Jizzy Hughes. 18 points in eight games. Like, is there a better player right now in the National Hockey League? I mean, he's absolutely snapping it. That power play looks unbelievable. Luke Hughes on the top of the key, you know, addition to his brother, Tuck Foley, as I call him, Taylor Toffoli, a.k.a. Tuck Foley. He's got seven rips. Like, these guys in New Jersey, man, wow, they're fun to watch, and I think they're going to be a wagon come April. I just wanted you to touch on Jack Hughes, Ozzy, because this guy, he's like a Patty Kane that's, he glides better though than Kaner did, you know, when he was 20 years old or 22. I know it seems like it. I, don't, I was just going to compare him to Patty Kane too. You could just tell, like, if you watch, if you just watch their interviews, you know, you watch these, all these superstar players, they do interviews and they do all this, you know, you can tell kind of who has it and who's going to, you know, Who's got that swag? Who's got that conference? Who's got that cool um, to really do it? You know, in the in the national, like you got to be a different breed to to be a superstar in the national, and you got to have that. And I think he's always had that. Like you watch his interviews, he's never he's always just like so nonchalant, and like and you could just tell, you can just see like this guy knows he's good. He's not worried about anything ever. You know, they'll, they they went on like a couple game losing streak last year. And I remember him talking like, yeah, I don't know. You just got to get a win. Like, yeah. It's like, yeah. Like, so even sometimes when you watch McDavid, like you watch McJesus up there and he'll do an interview. And sometimes you're like, oh, fuck, he's kind of flustered. Yeah. Like he's kind of like rattled. I've never seen Jackie Hughes rattled. He's got like that Patty Kane, but he's like, he's even more silkier. He's got like that young, new school American cockiness to him that can back it up. I mean, that interview last year was hilarious when the reporter was like, what do you think you guys can do better? And he's like, I don't know. We're on a fucking nine game heater. So I'd say we're doing all right. You know, it's like <laughs> most hockey guys would just give a generic answer. Yeah, we got a, you know, crispy, you know, 
get the power play going a little better. We're not as tight defensively. We're getting away from our game. He was just like flat out, we're on a fucking nine-game heater, fella. We're doing all right. So that was hilarious. I just think he has that poster boy, you know, to him in terms of his on-ice play and just ultimately what he does with the media. I think he's just so comfortable in his own skin for such a young player. It's it's amazing to see that confidence, and I really envy it because as a young kid, that's not easy to do. No, it's it's one of the toughest things there is, and he has that AM34 mindset yeah. too. They can they kind of remind me of each other, you know, like just they're they're so cool, man. They're just yeah. fucking and, they're cool. Like and I think Jack I Hughes it. I think Jack Hughes even has a little bit more swagginess in terms of in front of the camera. Uh he's just got that young just, you know, I don't give a fuck and another guy, you know, that kind of basically has that same sort of swagger in this same segment of make it nasty. A Swedish fella, actually a friend of the show. Um, one of my brother's good buddies. I'm pretty good buddies with him too, in terms of a family friend, Willie Styles over in Toronto. This guy, I mean, white spray paint on the stick, tinted visor, tongues up, but not pushed down. Like there's only a certain amount of forwards that can go tongues up, you know, with, you don't, for the people that don't know, you know, most guys will tuck their shin pads over their tongues, but you know, for the guys that are kind of nasty, it's either like you're a, a dusty defenseman with the tongues and you have them up yeah, you know yeah. like an old school like ed joven out here yeah pk or just mucking or you're like a nasty forward like nikki schmaltz willie styles willie styles is one of those guys that can go tongues up like this guy fucks he's got six goals six assists that's good for 12 points in eight games contract year like this guy is gonna get paid and i think on the open market i mean i think this guy you know ultimately i don't think he's gonna go to the open market but if he were to I think he's like a 10-5, 11000000 million player on a long-term seven-year deal, right? Like his AAV would be north of 10 easily. He's nasty. He's going to be asking for that. But, yeah, I, I I give it up to those guys in Toronto especially because, like, Willie Nylander, he's almost been run out of that town. Like, that town is so hard on you when you go through, like, a little skid. You don't have a good season. Um, the media is so hard on you. The fans there, it would be, it would be so – it'd be impossible to keep your cool and keep your confidence when you're going through those times. And it seems like this guy just, he's not phased by any of it. He just, he keeps on like he's got, they've all got that swagger. He's got the same yeah. kind of swagger as Nikki. He's got that same kind of swagger as Jack Hughes. Like they all kind of just like, they don't give a fuck, man. They're not worried about anyone. They're not worried about it. Cause they know like deep down, like, Hey, I'm fucking all right. Right. When the lights are on, I'm going to be okay. All the other smoke, the noise, it doesn't matter. And even just knowing the kid, I mean, I've, you know, gone and stay with their family, me and Nick, we've done a couple, you know, pro camps over there with the local team in Stockholm and the team is actually called U Garden. Like he's always been that way. And I think it comes stems from his dad and Mikey Nylander because he's an absolute beauty too. just, they just beat to their own drum, man. He's like, he doesn't care. It'll be interesting to see, like, if he has to stay in Toronto, what's he willing to chew on? Is Brad Trebling trying to get him down to, $9 $9 million, you know, a year front loaded with a bunch of signing bonus and an eight year deal. I, I don't know, because to me, every day that goes by, his stock is going up. You know what I mean? It's like a it's like an Apple stock back in the day. Every day you check it, it's just climbing and climbing. So that'll be interesting to monitor. We'll see Willie Styles fella keep killing it. Um, swaggy baby on the sheet. So uh, moving along to the San Jose Sharks. Ooh. It's stinky over there. The man, Jose Sharks, still winless. I believe, you know, I think they're 
eight and one, I believe, through their first nine. Maybe they've played ten games and they're winless, but man, do they stink. They might end up being maybe the worst team in NHL history. I mean, I think they're one or two injuries away from being the San Jose Barracuda. And I say that with all due respect as a guy that played in the AHL and grinded through the jungle. I just don't think, you know, that team, man, they they stink. And I don't know what their long-term plans are because they don't have a ton of prospects. They're a team that Mike Greer is at the realm. I think he's a smart guy. I think he's sharp. I just think they're light years away from being a really – you know, legitimate franchise again um, from all those years, but kind of onward and upward. Did you see Joe Thornton's retirement? That's what I wanted to touch yeah. on. In terms of shirt off, you know, yeah. shirt off, cruising through Cali, you know, UV index about a five or a six still in, you know, November, just chilling, man. Looks like he just hit the one hitter, you know, probably had an Irish coffee. And he's like, oh yeah. And just in case you're wondering, yeah, I did retire. Um, for those who are still asking, you know, I've been hanging out, you know, whacking my bong or drinking or whatever I've been doing. But I got this cowboy hat on and I'm shirtless. I'm still shredded. 3% body fat. Good. You played 1,600 games. But, yeah, I'm done, boys. Uh, all good here. So, yeah. It's so yeah. sick. You knew, you knew he thought it was ridiculous that he had to tell people yeah. he was retiring. Because obviously he was retired. But he's not yeah. the guy to, like, go on a retirement tour and, like, tweet something out. Like, yeah, thank you so much, Game of Hockey, for – give me everything you know i've ever gotten in life hockey's right. been so great to me it's it's gonna be tough hanging he just fucking retired and yeah. he and I, it's like it's like what you, i'm not on a team this year what do you guys think i'm doing fucking training to get back on a team no i'm retired yeah i'm done that's it I'm back <laughs> yeah. shit and i'm riding off into the sunset i made 120 bananas i got a place in davos switzerland i'm gonna go you know over there chill be the GM of the Spangler Cup team for Team Canada. And, yeah, I'm just chilling in Cali. And if you need me, I'll be in San Jose, Davos, or Vegas. Good, you? It's like this guy, what do you, he's a living legend of the game. He's just one of those guys that you could always watch play. And throughout the years, man, like he never really had to skate because he was so goddamn smart. He was undercover nails. Like the guy could throw both ways. Oh, man. Sick, sick passer, like – one of the ultimate legends of the game and, you know, truly involved with probably the worst trade of all time when Boston traded him to San Jose. He went, ended up winning the MVP that year they traded him. They traded him for, like, fucking a bunch of just, you know, throwaway, you know, picks and a yeah. couple of players that never really, you know, panned out in terms of even some veterans. It was hilarious that they let him go and, you know, the career he had. So shout out to well, Jumbo Joe Thornton. Do you know why, they tr why Boston traded him? Because – I was, well, so I was drafted by San Jose, obviously, so I'd go to their camp and Jumbo Joe would always be there. And uh, unbelievable dude. Like, he didn't have to talk to any of us. We were just, you know, pigeons coming in for, you know, development camp. But he had talked to all of us. He was the nicest dude ever. But he actually got traded because I was talking to the trainer. They were like, how the fuck did, why did Boston trade him here? And he's like, Joe wouldn't get in the weight room in Boston. He would refuse. He's like, I'm not fucking working out. Like, that's stupid. And the, <laughs> apparently the team apparently the team would, like, you know, be in the weight room working out. And he's like, I'm not going in there. I'm, I'm not fucking working out. And then right. he got traded this. And then he got traded to San Jose. And then I think, like, I mean, things changed because he's known to be one of the hardest workers um, yep. in the NHL. Like, off the ice, on the ice. Like, He's unbelievable. And, and that just all changed when he got to San Jose, like something clicked in his head or something happened. And he's like, fuck, I got to work harder or something. And he did. And that's why he played for so long. But 
like you said, he's an unbelievable passer, and he was like one of the toughest guys. In the, I mean, he could go any guy in the league. He was one of the only – he's probably one of the only guys who's like big, strong, tough that can pass too. Not oh, many of those guys are passers. Like he, no. he was fucking Dish's cousin, oh. man. Yes, he was – yes, Dish is your cousin from Red Lake. Like that guy, unbelievable. The way he had eyes on the back of his head, the way he could work the half wall – the way he could work even behind the net, you know, in, in terms of just Gretzky's office back there. But yeah, it, something probably clicked. I mean, he, he got traded. He's probably pissed off. He's like, fuck these guys. You know, no matter if you can score a goal in the weight room or not, you know, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to even better myself. So shout out to the legend of the game, number 19, Jumbo Joe Thornton. Fellas, want to move along. I wanted to ask you, well, you know, as a part of the Halloween special, just in terms of, you know, some costumes out there, you know, it was Halloween weekend. We're dressed up for the Halloween special, usually hockey players, athletes, they always put on a good performance in terms of, you know, getting dialed in for a, a costume with or without their significant other, depending on, you know, their situation at home. But is there any costumes out there that stood out to you over the last week, maybe two that were like, wow, fella, got to tip your cap. Yeah. I mean, we got to, everyone saw it but I got to mention it because it was the best one I saw was the Randy Johnson, um, the Randy Johnson, the big unit and his girlfriend dressed up as the bird that he killed with his pitch. Yep. Um, unbelievable. That's just like, I don't know. That's, that's creative. I would have never thought of it. I like the creativity out of all those people. Um, I think my second one was uh, what's, what's his name? Pujarvi or, yeah, I had that um, written down. Jesse RV. Yeah, as Ice Spice and it's Pete Ice Davidson. Spice. Yep. Oh, man. That was, I mean, that guy's fucking jacked, eh? I was going to say. Fuck, he looked like he was fucking 0.5% body fat. That was insane. He's a big fin. He doesn't have a contract right now. But hear me out on this. This is no homo, boys. He might be hotter as a chick than he is a dude. I was thinking the same thing. Like, I was looking at him like, I was like that guy's a fucking like, ugly dude. He's from Finland. You know, Olu's he's from, ugly. He's from the North Pole. He dresses as Ice Spice. I'm like, wait, he's kind of sneaky hot for a chick. Like, if there's a guy looking to go Apo Taco, maybe he should be a chick. Like, I was thinking, holy fuck, you're a two as a dude. You might be a six as a skunk. Like, what is going on here? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hilarious. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, God, like, is he kind of like a, he looks, he's kind of like a hot tranny. I don't that's know. That's what I was like, thinking. I was like, Jesus, if I was on a hinge app or Bumble, I'm swiping him. Jesus Christ, is that a dude or a chick? Because as a dude, I'm thinking that guy's ugly as hell. And I'm I'm looking at him as ice spice. I'm like, Jesus, sneaky kind of good. I was like, what the, am I gay? What's going on? <laughs> I was wondering too. I was like, fuck it. I mean, you know, you know what they say, if you haven't tried it, you don't know. So I'm right. like, I'm, I'm like, watch it. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, fuck, like, I actually don't know if I'm gay. I've never tried it's, it. It's kind of so like, what, it's you know, like, like <laughs> it's kind of like when you're, you know, you're watching walk hard, the Dewey Cox story and they, they're going to the, you know, the drug scene and they're like, what is it, Dewey? It's like, uh, make all your bad feelings feel good. And they're talking about marijuana. It's like, well, I think I kind of yeah. want it, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I kind of want to try it. So that was funny. Um, you know, a couple I had written down were I had that Randy Johnson one. I had that Joe Burrow stepping off the plane right off the bird. He had the alien mask on NASA crew neck. Yeah. I was like, this guy's out of this world. He's fucking beating anyone this week. He's banging any chick he wants. San Francisco, you're so fucked. So 
I love that one. Uh, Ryan Reeves actually had a pretty good one. It was earlier in the month. It was Snoop Dogg. Uh, he had the dreads on. He had a nice little Gucci jumper. I love a good jumper. So that was great. But a couple like just uh, all timers that I've, you know, throughout the years that I've seen or heard of was I still think, you know, I wasn't there, but he's a friend of the show and he's a former North Dakota grad and scholar, mind you, was when he was playing for the LA Kings. And, you know, I've, he's actually told me the story himself, Matt Green. So, Matt Green, you know, two mugs in L.A., played for the Kings, legend there, used a wood stick until, like, he was, like, 24 years old, like, fourth year in the NHL. But one year in L.A., he dressed up as a bathroom attendant. So, you know, when you go into a nice club or restaurant, you know, you have that bathroom attendant that usually gives you, like, a napkin to dry your hands off, and they usually have, you know, a pack of gum. They got, you know, breath mints. They got mouthwash. <laughs> yeah. They got a toothbrush. They got condoms. Yeah. They got Plan B. They got, they got smokes. I mean, they got everything. Like, it, it's, a, it's a walking Walgreens when you go in there. So, apparently, Greener, one year in L.A., got to the party early, and they rented out this bar, and he stood or had a little stool and stand in the men's lot in the men's bathroom the whole night and he did not break character as a bathroom attendant so people would go in there and be like you know who is this guy because he had a i think he had a wig on he was dressed up you know they didn't really know who it was at the time and you know he he was in character the whole time he was going lower voice he was you know full bathroom attendant and the boys kind of found out who it was and like oh my god that's greener so they like you know would go back in there and like try to talk to him like oh my god unbelievable costume and he still would not break character. Like he had like some, he had one of the girls or maybe his girl, like bringing him beers the whole night into the bathroom <laughs> while he did not break character. Like the guys are like, Greener, you can come out of character, bro. But he did not come out of character the whole night as the bathroom attendant. And when I heard that story, probably seven or eight years ago, I was like, man, one day I'm hopefully I'm cool enough to be at a party like that and do that same costume because that is unbelievable. To not break character the whole time is so sick. That's such a good point. That is that is so nails. And that's such a good point. You bring up the character point because that is what I think about when I think of the best costumes. They might not be the best, like most creative, but that guy who stays in character all night is so hilarious that whole day. I, I think of a guy like Andrew Panzarello who dresses up as Rex Quando from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, yes. And he this guy does not break character all goddamn part. You're trying to like pens like come on like yeah he's like what forget about it you know like he wouldn't <laughs> yeah. break character Unbelievable. So, i always i always think of the movie starsky and hutch in the last scene when they're about to go bust reese feltman and <laughs> ben stiller <laughs> aka maury finkel founder of finkel lighting fixtures biggest lighting fixture chain in the southwest does not break character the whole time he's just you know <laughs> trying to get trying to bust which is vince vaughn at the time reese feldman he's like pop the hood let me see what's in this thing do it do it and then they have that part of the you know the he's they're kind of at his charity event or whatever and they're sitting in the stands as two undercover cops it's owen wilson and ben stiller and you know reese feldman aka vince vaughn is on stage and you know he's kind of giving a speech or whatever it's like a charity event and he's this big time coke dealer and he's like can i see a show of hands in here how many of you have made a mistake and Starsky just out of the middle of nowhere as an undercover cop stands up, he goes guilty. You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it's so funny, like how low his voice is. So anytime I think about not blowing my, you know, cover. And sometimes even when I go out with a wig on on a random night, I'm always thinking of Starsky as Maury Finkel in Starsky and Hutch. Cause that's an all time classic. It's the best. 
fun. One of the best movies. One of the best movies uh, made. And, and Owen Wilson, Vince Vaughn, and Ben Stiller back in the day too. It didn't get better. No, no, that's uh, that's some all time stuff. And I want to say like even just another costume that I had thought of like over the years, like especially like hockey guys was. One year I was playing in Toronto and Garrett Wilson, shout out Willie, beauty plays with uh, Rhett Gardner and Lehigh. He's a captain there, still throwing both ways. He's a nail gun, but he dressed up as Garth, the felt dealer. So he had his own board. He had a custom felt table, so like a like a casino. He was dressed as like a casino dealer in Vegas. He had a wig on. He had a whole felt board, like a to play twenty one on. So he was actually taking bets against guys playing 21 and these two assholes on our team they were rookies weren't making much money on the time and i think they just thought it was funny they rinsed willie aka the house for like a thousand bucks so he had to end up paying these kids off because they dusted them in blackjack like a thousand bucks he's like holy fuck he woke up the next day he's like i got absolutely cleaned i owe these guys like 500 each <laughs> like holy fuck taking so your costume, you know to that extreme where you you lose a thousand bucks because you're a fucking dealer it's hilarious dealing blackjack (laughs) yeah just the house didn't win he got so unlucky there the house usually wins he could have he could have cleaned up 100 percent. so i thought those were you know some funny ones over the years some kind of what i saw i always loved you know back in the day the the halloween parties because there's normally some pretty good uh you know creativity into it you can see guys that actually take their time you can see the guys that just go to party city and like fella fucking a like try a little harder next year so Always funny to see what the boys come up with their costumes. But last little bit here, boys, I wanted to get to was we're going to get back into some segments. We're going to reintroduce the nail gun of the week. We also have a couple others we're going to implement next week. But in terms of nail gun of the week, I wanted to do one this week. Ozzy, do you have a nail gun of the week? I do. I've actually got two. Um, one, my nail gun of the week, Francis Naganu. Francis Naganu, MMA fighter, comes out of, I mean, I don't know if people know his story. A lot of people do. If you don't, he comes out of, you know, I think Africa somewhere. Um, he's basically homeless like 15 years ago. And this guy fights his way up. He wins the heavyweight belt in the UFC. Um, doesn't like the contract offers from the UFC. And he goes off on his own, which is pretty, uh, it's, it's pretty ballsy. You know, you don't know what you're going to get. You got to, you, now you got to set up these, you know, sideshow boxing matches kind of, but he's a, this was a real fight and he fights, he fights Tyson Fury who, you know, if you watched him fight Deontay Wilder, or, um, all these other guys, like this guy's the biggest nail gun in the world right now in the boxing ring. And Francis comes in there and loses a split decision. He knocks Tyson Fury down. I think the split decision was, it looked like, um, I didn't watch all of it. I saw the highlights, but it looked like the split, you know, when you're the champ, like Tyson Fury, you got to do something. Like you got to win outright pretty much to win that, um, to claim the belt. So I, I, I kind of agree with the decision, but man, he stunk. He stuck right in there. No one ever pictured him getting that far. So I got to shout that guy out. Absolutely incredible. He's fighting one of the best boxers in the world. Hasn't been boxing his whole life. I mean, he's been bo- He just started training boxing like a year ago. So that's my that's my main one. And then I do have to shout out my boy Kirky Cousins. Um, you know, tears the Achilles, and he's still on the sidelines clapping his hands when the boys, you know, make a good play. I would have been in the fucking locker room, you know, like get me the fuck out of here. But 
Um, so I got to shout Kirky out for being the nail gun there. But Francis Nagano, for sure, is the nail gun of the week for me. Yeah, that guy, certified gun. What a story. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty incredible performance. My gun of the week, I want to shout out Liam O'Brien, number 38 of the Arizona Coyotes. Spicy tuna. He's the big tuna, they call him. Throw first, ask questions later. Monday night at the mullet, he had the first Gordie Howe hat trick of the National Hockey League season. Scored a goal off his foot, had an apple, and then sheds the mitts with a tough customer in Nick Felino. And Tuna ended up wearing one to the eye. Like he kind of just, I don't know if he jumped them, but he kind of quick started them. Throw first, ask questions later, right off the draw. I mean, anyone willing to fight Nick Felino, like you're a certified gun. And Tuna was willing to step up to the plate, get the fellas going. Even though they were kind of rolling at the time, I think Felino was looking for one just in terms of to kind of ignite his team being down a, a couple goals. And, and Tuna answered the bell. He quick started him. He ended up wearing one right to the eye, man. Taking one like it just puffed up his eye. Like I think he was looking for a pack of peas after that to, you know, either that or a, a $2 steak to throw in the eye just to kind of ice it out in the box because – that thing was swelling up really fast and he ended up having, you know, a Gordie Howe hat trick, you know, and the team won eight one. And so I just had to shout out big tuna, um, a guy that he's a great dude, maritimer throws both ways, willing to do anything for his teammates. And like I said, fella tougher than a $2 steak. Like that guy was, he chewed on a few there and you know what, anyone <laughs> willing to chew on a few and, you know, and, and get rewarded for it. I always tip my cap. So spicy tuna fella, if you're listening, Good on you. Uh, great game the other night. And actually, Jack McBain of the Coyotes had a Gordie Howe hat trick as well. So two Gordies in one night against Connor Bedard at Arena. So shout out to those two guys. Fellas, keep throwing both ways. Keep tucking, chucking, fucking, and ducking. So great news there. That is my gun of the week. Mace, did you have a gun? I'm going to go with the guy on the Central Michigan football sideline who was recording and, like, stealing the team's calls. I mean, that's hilarious. I mean, I was seeing him, like, ducking every time the coach would turn around. He'd grab his hat and look down. Just, I mean, that's commitment right there. I love that shit. That's hilarious he had, to me. He had, the, he had the camera in his sunglasses. That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Nails. They're going to be booted. They're going to be booted from the playoff. They're going to be booted from the playoff there. But Jordan, I did want to comment on uh, Tuna getting the getting the Gordie Howe hat trick off the gets the goal off the foot. That's so nails. It's so gritty. It's so good. He tucked off his foot. Is it the flag? And our guest this week, Heat Daddy, was at the game, and he loves spicy tuna too. So he texted me like in all caps. He goes, Tuna just tucked. I go, no way. So I go flip over to the game, and it's off his fucking, like, top of his toque or his boot, you know, just right along the ice. He's selling <laughs> so hard. It was like, yes, Tuna, let's go, fella. So I love seeing that guy. He plays with so much passion. He's just such a chill dude off the ice, too, like great teammate. I mean, the guy works his ass off, so it's good to get rewarded, um, you know, especially early in the season. Those guys uh, – I feel like they kind of, you know, they see a little bit of the light of the day and they're they're willing to put their body more on the line when they get rewarded. It's just natural, right? So Spicy Tuna, again, fella, if you're listening, what a match you had on Monday. Uh, keep her going. So a couple things I wanted to just, you know, let the listeners know about. We're going to be implementing uh, a couple more segments. We're kind of working through it, Ozzy. 
one of them being uh, good dude, tough skunk, or good girl, limp wrench. Uh, we're kind of thinking, you know, whether it's uh, a guy that's just being a loser, you know, with a limp wrench and he's got a good girl, or, you know, vice versa, it's a good dude, but he's got a tough skunk, similar to like an uh, example of that would be like, you know, Matt Stafford, right? Like his wife just seems like she's always in the news. Like, you know, earlier in the year, it was about like Matt can't relate to his younger teammates. It's like, lady, you know, just stay in your lane. So we're going to maybe implement those. We'll uh, get some, you know, feedback on that one. That's good dude, tough skunk, good girl, limp wrench. Another one we want to get Patty, into. Is, the Patty Mahomes Award. Yeah, exactly. Like, Or even <laughs> yeah. Russell Wilson and Sierra. That may be fucking tough skunk other way brutal dude you <laughs> no. know limp wrench that's like a double <laughs> negative so we're gonna talk through that one um we're obviously gonna implement nail gun of the week back into the mix i think that's great we also want to hear from the folks um in terms of just asking us some questions i want to open up the lines a little bit here and maybe we can talk to mace after we're done here what the best way to do that is either you know dm the live and five pod Maybe you send a voice note in or maybe an email. We got to sort through that, but I would love to get the callers into the mix. I think that would be a great little segment in terms of just getting people involved with the show, asking us some questions. I thought that was even cool at the live show, you know, just the general interest. So we'll get that buzzing. Um, another one we're thinking maybe of is just kind of live from the underground, you know, guys grinding out in the jungle. You know, I wanted to shout out a guy this week, Ozzy, a guy we played with. Christian Willannon, 13 points in nine games, just live from the underground. Something, you know, most people don't know of, whether it's, you know, grinding in whatever, Europe, the minors. I like that. Golf. I like uh, that, yeah. You know, something like that. Because Wooly, again, you know, he, he's a guy that wore 2-4 at Nodak. I don't know if he wore it as, quite as well as me. Maybe I'm biased, you know. <laughs> he was pretty good, though. So, <laughs> um, But, yeah, guy that's grinding away. Uh, and just something to kind of shine light on the guys, still mucking it up uh, in the jungle or whatever league. So, we got a few segments. I'd like to hear from the folks. Tweet at us. DM us. We'll get that buzzing. Uh, in terms of one last shout-out from my end, he's probably not listening. Actually, I probably know he's not, but how'd we miss it last week? A guy like Zach Cassian is done. Retired. I tweeted about it on the Live and 5 pod uh, Twitter. Just a guy that would throw both ways. Ride his Harley to the rink. You know, a quote machine tough as nails would absolutely blow guys up i mean that that video of him running over or kachuk running him over and then he like pops up like he shot out of a goddamn cannon looking just like it's like he got suckered at the bar on the dance floor and like there was a mosh pit he was like looking around to see who got him he finds kachuk almost actually kills a guy i think he threw like 14 lefts and two rights and caught him with like maybe one or two but just a legend of the game guy that was in arizona last year got to know him a little bit ride the harley the rink Go for one, stay for two, home by three kind of guy. Um, Zach Cassian, um, done, Ozzy. You, you hate to see the guys with no visor retire, a no-bucket guy in warm-up. So I just wanted you to touch on Cass because playing against him a couple times is only a couple, but he was insane. On the forecheck, he'd be yelling at you, screaming, like random shit. Like I'd have shit in my pants when that guy was coming down because in his prime, he could skate, and he was fucking insane. It's even scarier when he takes the bucket off and he's just fully bald and you're like, God damn, this guy's yeah. nails, you know, like that, that, <laughs> that kid Chuck video, man, that is like as criminal as it gets on the ice sheet. Like he absolutely pummeled and ragged. It was so funny. He gets, 
he gets buried. Okay, so he gets buried. Yeah. Pretty clean hit, actually. Yep. You know how pissed this guy is that he gets buried. He's <laughs> oh, like, yeah. he, he gets up and he doesn't. He his, he drops a stick while he's on the ice, and he just gets up and looks around, and he's like, you. He like finds him and just skates after him, just ragdolls him, oh. feeds him lunch. He could have hit him so many times with the left. He was begging for the right. He's so lucky he oh. didn't connect on a couple of those. Like he would have been dead. Oh man, I thought a couple of them. Like he was. I mean, he was starting the. He was starting the fucking chainsaw, man. Like yeah. he was like. Yeah. It was yeah, but but you was- mentioned the the no visor boys. How how sad is that going to be when the last guy. No I know Vizy retires. And, that's gonna be that's gonna be so sad. I love those guys are fucking hockey players, man. Like, no Vizy just bucket on. There's four or five of them left, and one of the guys, you know, shout out to Snook O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly, now snapping it around in Nashville. Played his thousandth game the other night. Absolute full time beauty. Hammers Jameson, um, just an ultimate teammate. You know, I played a cup of Joe with him, but the guys in St. Louis rave about him. But how many of those guys are even left in the league? I know Gabranson, he threw on the visor in Columbus even, so Cassian's done. You have a guy like Nick Delorier, Ryan O'Reilly, Ryan Reeves. You know, Jumbo's who's done the, uh, Who's the – God, I should know his name. The defenseman Tampa Bay. I don't know if he's Bogosian. on the team. This- Bogosian, yeah. yeah Zach he, Bogosian. He's a no-visor no guy. I'm trying to think, man. Patty Maroon's got the visor on now these days. There's like maybe like four guys left, man. It's it's crazy the no visor crew. And now that you, I'm, I mean, I think it's idiotic not to have a visor on, but at the same time, you should have a choice. And I think those guys that still do it, it it's so nails. I think you know that makes hockey what it is. You know, as far is as it I'm stupid? Sure. Probably right. But it's nails. Matt Martin's another guy. I think he's the last guy yeah, yeah. over there. So. Yeah, no, the no visor crew. I, I think you know. I don't know. Those guys will always have a place in my heart. So that's that, boys. I think right now, I think that's all I got. I think we should send it over to the Heat Daddy. This week we had the Heat Daddy on Twitter. He's a personality. He's hilarious. He's a, a guy that's you know been accustomed to live and five now. He's a friend of the show. We did a live show with him in Grand Forks. So. Without further ado, let's send it over to our interview. We did it with the Heat Daddy. Um, fellas, good snap, and that was Live in 5. Woo! All righty, folks. Welcome back to episode number eight of Live in 5. Live from Grand Forks, North Dakota, baby. We're up here for the Sioux Gopher Hockey Weekend, doing our live show tomorrow at Joe Black's, a.k.a. Jose Black's, uh, sitting here at GFBS in... What mall is this, Ozzy? What what outlet mall is this technically we're in right now? Yeah, Paul, what do we call this mall? Grand City's Mall. Grand City's Mall. We're in the Grand City Mall here. Nice little outlet. They got rumors right by a nice bar. But we're sitting here. Fuck, fella. Half stung. Ozzo, Mace. We got the Heat Daddy in town this week, taking it all in. Bob Gucci, what up, brother? How we doing? Doing incredible. Uh, besides, you know, drive heaving 45 minutes ago, it's been great. Uh, last night was fun. Uh, fun to mix it up with the locals, especially with you guys in town. I mean, let's call it David Spade a David Spade. You guys are legends up here. Uh, you kind of know every you know your way around the town, know what's hot, what's not. So it was good to get a little tour and uh, have a drink or twelve. Yeah, for sure. And I think just you know touching down on the tarmac yesterday of Fargo, Azo, you know the captain he is picking us up, driving down the twenty nine and then back a little two hour poke tuna poke as I would say. But man, last night. 
she got away from us, dude. We go to the bun. We show you, you know, what kind of the local spot, the local watering hole is. What kind of embodies Grand Forks? You know, people throwing both ways, drinking bush light, fireball, Jaeger. And all of a sudden, man, we wake up today, man. I got drunker than I thought. Like, I'm, I'm fucking hung right now. I'm yeah. battling. Yeah, I woke up and uh, my Uber driver was in the other bed. And, <laughs> and, uh, it was a guy. So yeah, I, was, I don't know what that says about me. But, uh, yeah, it was a tough one. It kind of... You know, it just got away from us. You know, yep. it happens, and uh, now we're going to regroup today and go to the game and uh, probably do it all over again. That was so sneaky. Like, there was, there was no reason for that. There was no plan on doing that either. Like, let's go have a couple and see what's going on. I mean, Jesus. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you pick us up, and, you know, the good Samaritan you are, you have road rockets for the, the passengers. So we're enjoying a couple Sam Adams Boston loggers driving down the 29. Also, you know, being the good designated driver. But after that, you know, fuck, man. We get to the bun. The Heat Daddy's got, you know, a couple fans there. They're chopping it up with them. They, they can't believe he's in town. And next thing you know, we're on the Jaeger. That's hitting well. And like you said, thank God you got the double twin beds or the queen beds at the, the old beautiful two-diamond Holiday and Express Heat Daddy because yeah. that Uber driver, he could have been, you know, cuddling you all night. Yeah, shout-out to uh, the Holiday Inn. Uh, huge room. A couple beds, a couch. It was nice. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to the uh, the kids that came up to me and, Gave me a drink. It's nice to to have people appreciate, you know, what I do because I'm essentially unemployable um, as it is. So it's good to have like a little bit of positive feedback and people rooting for you, uh, especially, you know, being an idiot like me. It's nice to have people come up and appreciate, you know, all the hard work I do uh, talking about cocaine and, and alcohol on, on Twitter. So it's right. fun. Yeah. And just kind of embodying what that Twitter persona is. And before we kind of get into that, like, dude, what is, you know, well, first of all, like, what is your first initial kind of just feel or vibe of, of North Dakota. I mean, you're, you're a guy from Southampton, which you're, you're a blue-collar guy from Long Island. But, you know, in, in saying that, what is the kind of the overall vibe you've got so far from North Dakota? I mean, you, you literally just showed up, dropped your bags off, got drunk, and then woke up and puked. But what, uh, <laughs> what do you like? What are you seeing so far? It's, it's blue-collar, eh? Yeah, I mean, the people are people, you know. And, and I live in Scottsdale right now where it's a lot of uh, guys wearing – no disrespect, but a lot of guys wearing kind of dangly earrings and everyone's trying to compete with each other and, um, you know, everyone's driving around whose dad is the best Range Rover type of thing. It's very um, superficial out there. So the first thing I noticed last night is just like even the bartender, he's kind of just keeps it honest with you. He's like, what the fuck do you want? And I'm like, I love that. I love how blunt it is, how, uh, you know, it's kind of just like talking to me and you right now. There's no fake shit. Um, no pretenders, uh, you know, not as many spray tans as in Scottsdale, which oh, I'm not trying to, tan, right. I'm not trying to judge people here. People could do what they want, but, um, it's nice to be up here where the people are people swish. You got chirped right away going into the bun too. So the bun oh. is just like a local, just watering hole. Like I said, the bun for one, but you're taking a picture of the sign out front that says, thank you veterans for our freedom and the guy's tripping he's like what are you fucking taking an instagram video jesus christ yeah. you know, immediately get chirped <laughs> right off the bat dude and, and you know what though as i don't know if just because i'm a new york guy or because i grew up you know getting chirped by my dad 24 7 um but i appreciated that switch it's kind of just like uh you know you take it on the chin and, and go in there and have a couple of drinks but yeah I, I was just putting this on on instagram because i thought it was cool to be here and 
Uh, the guy burnt me pretty bad, but it is what it is, and maybe I'll see him tonight and uh, you know catch him with a catch him with a left or a right. I'm just kidding, but uh, but yeah, that was pretty funny. He was even giving it to me. The bartender, I get in there, he's like, I'm "Like, can I get a coffee?" He's like, "What is it, fucking breakfast time?" I'm like, yeah. oh, all right, I'll do a uh, I'll do a Jay Willie. So a Jay Willie is a Tito soda splash of cranberry. Gives me a Tito soda. I'm like, "Can I get a little cran in there?" And he gives me the departed line. He's like, "What are you on your fucking period or something?" I'm like, "Fuck me, man. I'm throwing. Yeah. I mean, I'm over two right away." I'm like, "Jesus, welcome back to the forks. How are you, fella?" But good to be back. People are awesome. Um, yeah, even just uh, the hospitality, right, Ozzo? So it's, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, it was great. Obviously, you know, you're at the bar and got some, uh, you know, some drunk people coming up to you, um, talking to you, t- saying shit that, you know, you're not even listening to them, basically. And you're just like, you're in that mode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, no doubt. That's crazy, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> it's like, get out of here. Yeah. You know, but yeah, that's it was good shit. It was great to see that. I loved you guys getting chirped right when we got out of the truck, like you said. Right when we get into the bar again, you guys just you know, kinda kinda back to back punches there. Yeah. Um but that bartender is hilarious, man. You ask him for the coffee and he's just like the fuck is it? Breakfast? Yeah, he was like, pissed. He was like pissed at you. It's like, like, fella, I need an upper. Like I'm, you know, my I don't, you know, my, my keys up there. I'm not doing the dust, so I need something to get me going. Like Jesus Christ, you know, I'm up. I don't do the narcotics, so that was funny. But way back, Heat, um, you know, Heat Daddy, before you kind of came this Twitter persona, beauty podcaster, you were a hockey player, my friend. And I think for the folks that you know are listening and, and follow you on Twitter and you know see your funny tweets and you tweet about different things and. A lot of stuff that maybe is borderline offside, but it's hilarious, and I love it, obviously. Like, what was your kind of your upbringing in hockey? Like, what was your height, weight, you know, kill count? Give us some things at ASU or maybe even before that, back it up to junior. Just touch on, you know, fella, you played a little forward. You played some defense. You were kind of a guy that would uh, had a little bit of skill on the sheet, fella. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I spent a lot of the time at home. So there's actually... The closest rink to my house is 40 minutes away. So I spent a lot of time at home, stick handle in the basement, actually would shoot off a, uh, a computer box and just kind of catch the puck. So that's kind of where my hands developed. Um, unfortunately, I have concrete boots and I just couldn't fucking skate. So uh, the way it worked for me is I just tried to play anywhere I could, whether it was a double A AA travel team or a midget. I started playing, I think, midget minor or bantam major maybe. And I just fell in love with it. I knew immediately I wanted to age out. Um, you know, right around like probably my senior year of high school, maybe one year after that, I realized, you know, I'm never going to get paid to play this game. So, uh, I took it pretty lightly and, uh, yeah, I just hopped around. I lived in Washington, DC, uh, shout out to DC. My apartment got broken into twice, terrible roommates. Uh, but I got shipped over to Boston and that kind of like changed junior hockey for me. Um, made a lot of good friends up there. Uh, the camaraderie was something that like I, I couldn't get enough of. So um, I just said I was never going to play anywhere good. So I said, why not go to Arizona State? Right. Uh, big school. Good I'm choice. From, yeah, I'm from a relatively small town. So I just said, why not go to just an absolute party school that has a halfway decent club program and play there? And that's what I did. Yeah, and you almost went on like a Van Wilder kind of circuit. I remember you mentioned vaguely, you know, you were – at one time you were floating around like a 0.9 GPA, you know, playing oh, yeah. on the team. Like yeah. you were, you were absolutely tearing up ASU. And at the same time, that's kind of like when the rock star shirts of the heat daddy up that, you know, vintage picture of Danny Heatley cocking one in the corner where he's tickling the ceiling mm. and he's looking for a shot right on the goal line there. And you were selling tons of those shirts and the brand was really popping off. Like 
When did you really start tweeting? Was it like around like 2012? I want to say it was like right when I was in Sioux City or Green Bay playing junior. And I remember seeing this account. I'm like, who is this fucking kid? And people used to ask me, like, I'm not trying to pump my own tires. They're like, you know, Jordan, is, is this you running this Twitter account? Because we always like kind of saw the, yeah. at least I did, I, the terminology, the yeah. way you would say things. I was like, man, this guy, like, I feel like we kind of had the same brain. Yeah, yeah. November of 2012, I started it. Um, I just, well, what happened was I was a big fan of the videos, the Danny Heatley into house video. Yep. Uh, Ottawa Ghost. I always say, I always give him credit. And I even messaged him on YouTube one time. I was like, dude, your shit's hilarious. I'm going to make a Twitter that is inspired by this. And I started just tweeting shit that I was doing um, on a day to day basis, whether it be like showing up to practice hung or um, taking, I don't know, just billet stuff, you know, like funny right. stories like that. Um, but like you said, the merch, yeah, I got really lucky. My freshman year at ASU, they gave me a uh, big room, no roommate. So it was literally a sweatshop in there. I would have, you know, anywhere from 500 to 1,000 T-shirts at a time in there stacked up. I, I used to have a picture of uh, just – it was literally to the ceiling. And I would basically have all my stuff mailed to the college – and you're not allowed to run a business at your dorm. Hopefully, the statute of limitations uh, protect me on that. Um, but I would just say, it's, oh, it's for my frat. And I was literally just running the whole operation out of my dorm. So, so like all the dough you were making, because you were doing pretty well with this. I mean, you yeah. were the, the amount of orders, some, I mean, some months or years, weren't you doing like 20,000 orders, like, you know, in a couple months' time or like? It was a lot, but, you know, honestly, I kept failing out of classes, and I had to repay to take them again, and uh, I spent every penny I, was I had. Say- um, I was a total mess. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but, uh, yeah, I uh, it was doing pretty well, and I kind of uh, just learned as I went. You know, it's better to, to stumble like that while I yeah. was just some idiot in a college dorm and not, you know, a guy with a family or anything. Like, right. Um, but, yeah, it got pretty wild. Yeah, it was. it kind of just exploded out of nowhere, and... Before that, I was uh, working at a florist, actually delivering flowers. So that, it was a huge step up that I didn't have to go back uh, and do that during the summer, like back right. in New York. So yeah, it, it was it was weird, man. I don't really know how to explain it um, other than like I just started sh- selling yeah. shit on the fly. Like I didn't know how to accept credit cards even. Like I was just <laughs> doing straight PayPal for like I don't know six months. How, how are you coming up with these T-shirt ideas? Like where did you get these ideas? And I'll go off that. Like, which one sold the most, and why? Like, did you were you doing outside things outside of your Twitter account to like make these things sell, or were they just selling quick, just like that? It was just being like being as funny as I could because people. It's like a band. Like I always say, like this. Like if you're a fan of the band and they're, you know, you're gonna want to buy their merch. So for me, it was like the way people supported was if you think my you know content was funny, like let's get a shirt. So. That's kind of, I didn't really do anything extracurricular like that. Um, I just tried to like get dialed in and be as funny as I could um, without, you know, overdoing it. Um, And highest selling shirt by far was the green 1507 shirt. Really? Um, Yeah, that one went crazy. That one was the original shirt. And I think that the design was so bad. It's just people were a fan of the account. Yeah, it was was so just, it was basically like kind of average right? i made it, it on custom like, ink yeah, in yeah. two se- yeah yeah was, you just like would just throw it up and people would it would sell it within seconds or yeah, minutes it was I, I crazy didn't think, i didn't think anyone was gonna buy it yeah. i really didn't i like woke up in my paypal account i it was like you know there was some money in there i was like holy shit you know this is really cool so um yeah i basically just figured out that um i'm just gonna keep doing that and, and it's fun i like it i mean i did some other work and 
So basically, yeah. like everything you were making, you were basically either throwing up your nose or taking it right to Mill Ave and just like, oh, let, let, it, let it burn. You know, yeah. Usher, let it burn. And you were even taking it to a point because, like, on ASU's campus, like, it's not like you're in Grand Forks, North Dakota. I mean, you can get bottle service. You can, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a way bigger up step than, you know, something like here where we were going out tonight where, or last night even where it was we bought three drinks and it was $7.50. Like, whatever you were making, you were just taking to Mill Ave or a place like El Jefe or some of these other places and just, yeah. and just spending it, right? Yeah, I mean, I was really extremely, like, financially illiterate. I probably still am. Um, I just... Honestly, dude, it just when you're at ASU, it just gets away from you. And like I could I wouldn't go back in time and change anything. It was just having a good time, having fun. Um, It was just a step in like a different direction than like going home, working over the summer and then like, you know, having a a few thousand dollars uh, wherever I lived. But uh, yeah, it was kind of around the clock. I was kind of selling merch. So yeah, I was just spending it, spending it like an idiot, but it was fun. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. It's better than saving it. No. Yeah. I mean yeah. like it, not to get all fucking serious on here, but it was a good lesson. Honestly, oh, for sure. like I spent yeah. it down to zero so many times. I'm just like, fuck, I probably shouldn't do that again. But, yeah. but yeah. What was like the, you know, you've done so many different content pieces over the years. And the, one of the best ones I think is the PK Subban highlight package. Oh my God. It's so good. like when, when can we number one, see that again? And like that was unbelievable. Like you diving into a pool. Like who who was filming some of this shit? Was it just like your buddy and on a phone, or were you would yeah, actually have like yeah. a camera? Like you were running hills in full gear in the middle of summer of Arizona. It's like 115 out. Yeah, um, yeah. Just buddies filming it and and trying to trying to make some content. I actually in that video I threw up because it was so hot. It was like 110 degrees, and people ask me, "Is that fake?" I was like, "No, nah, I was literally puking." Uh, yep, running through the park in full gear, just trying to be. I don't know, man. I really don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> so, like, there's no, there's no like specific method I take. Like, obviously, you see people today. They try to like manipulate the algorithm and try to go viral. That was never what I was trying to do. I was really just like having the time of my life, which is the most important right. thing. Just you know, boozing just, and, and having fun. Yeah, just drinking. Uh, you know, having a point nine two GPA and uh, yeah, having a good time. What know? was your major at ASU? What was it again? Uh, so believe it or not, I started with biology because yep. uh, shout out Dr. O'Malley in New York. Uh, Alberta. So, yeah. So I said this to you guys yesterday, but he did my ankle surgery. Um, same guy that did Antonio Browns, which is really funny. Maybe, I don't know what he's putting in our bodies, but maybe that's why our heads are so insane, like messed up. But um, so I was inspired by that guy. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do biology. Like I'm going to, uh, lasted two weeks. And I said, I want to be a fucking doctor. Yeah, this is insane. So I, so after two weeks of that, I go, this isn't going to happen. Switch to film. I just went right in and I said to my advisor, I said, look, I, I, I need the easiest major you guys have. And they just, film and, and that was it and now i have that you know six figure piece of paper that does nothing for me so 100 percent, ozzy what was the a lot of the guys they kind of discontinued the major here but way back in the day all the und hockey players would be like wreck and tourism remember Reckon that tourism how funny uh, how tourism funny, yeah wreck and tourism so you could be you know go work at yellowstone or something you know yeah, with that degree a, you're, you're like a guide you're a park ranger or, yeah park uh, ranger yeah or... you need a degree for that yeah, man, you could sign up for anything. No, you do not. But it was just an excuse for them to sell a degree. I think like yeah. North Dakota oh, to yeah. sell a degree to these idiots who had to go to college because their parents made them, or they played hockey. Right. Yes, and they're just like, "Fuck, I'm here to play hockey, not do school. I'm going to be a wreck and tourism major." Yeah, yeah, I was a terrible student. Like, just um, it's crazy because if you go to ASU and you try, you can get a good education there. But like, people laugh at that, but. 
it's just so tough to like. Oh, yeah. how do you how do you, you focus? I mean, just, I mean, especially like, yeah, I, I couldn't. I mean, there's, there's no, just no way shot. too many chicks. Like, yeah, pool parties. Like, really? I, don't, I don't even know how guys play hockey there. Like, when you were playing club hockey there, like, what was that even like? Because I remember you even telling me, you know, a couple of t- maybe a couple of games you might have played like half lit a couple of those games, right? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, me, and shout out to Jamie. We would put. Uh, you know, a little too much Bailey's in our Starbucks before the game. And right, a little like, Irish you know, coffee. Yeah, and, like, not to be cocky, like, I, you know, obviously I wasn't a great player. I, I stopped my uh, career uh, at the club level. But when you're playing a team like Long Beach State University in Southern California, yeah. and you're there, and you just got off the bus, and the weather is incredible, and you're like, well, we're going to go, we're playing Division Two club against uh, Long Beach State, right? Like yeah. that—that's not something that I'm taking a pregame nap for. Like I'm no. gonna go have fun. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So I actually got healthy scratched one time because uh, we were at a team lunch before. You I got think, scratches in club. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I got unreal. scratched a lot actually because like that they didn't like the antics that me and like my yeah. buddies would. I, I honestly I didn't know it was gonna be that serious. Obviously, Greg Powers was building a, his program, but yeah. I was on the team below, right. and I thought it was gonna be you know a big party and it kind of wasn't our team was good but um yeah i got scratched a couple times just for doing shit like that but uh you know i had a good time so you know i wasn't a cancer in the locker room or anything like that i kind of uh just did my own thing but yeah i mean as jackie moon would say there's nothing in the rule book that says you can't play drunk like you can play (laughs) half lit dude like you know i mean if i have an irish coffee before the game even a guy like ryan getzloff like he was a guy that was confirmed he would have two Irish coffees on the way to morning skate every morning, and that's how we lived. I mean, the guy played twelve hundred games. He's I mean, doing I, something right. I think it loosened you up. He's got like, a fucking silver stick, you. Yeah, like <laughs> come on, you know. Yeah, I mean, there guys. Some guys, you know, they go to bed early. They get up. They do some plyos and in the parking lot and shit like that. And some guys have a couple of drinks. I don't know what to say. <laughs> some you guys know? want to have a couple <laughs> chilly ones. I have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, another thing I wanted to touch on, just like your sheer affection and passion for a sporting event like WrestleMania. Ooh. You know, let's get into a little bit of WrestleMania. Talk the fans through what it's like to go. I know you were at the last one at SoFi Stadium. What Are they doing these like once a year? Like how do these things kind of come up? I've been to a bunch of Monday Night Raws, but I've never been to a Mania. And what's the difference between a Raw and a Mania? I guess that's a loaded question, a loaded baked potato, but... yeah. I think more people at WrestleMania probably have autism. Um, they're they're really into it. I mean, I you know what? I was reluctant to to go to a WrestleMania event, and I went, man. And they just the the energy in the building is incredible. Yeah. Everybody knows the chance. Uh, there's the heel. There's the guy that you know everyone wants to lose the heel. And there's a the guy. It, it's just like. It's crazy, man. At one point, I didn't even have a ticket in the right section, and my buddies were in a different one. And I went up to the row, and I said, hey, man, these are my buddies. You care if I slide in? He's like, go right ahead. Like, everyone's just happy at WrestleMania. Um, but, yeah, it's – shout out to the WWE. I and is mean, it – it's Is that that SoFi Stadium? Like, is it jarred? Is it stuffed? And is it literally oh. just the ring inside? Like, the ring's not big. It's maybe the size of the logo on the field, yeah. if that. Like, yeah. Or is it, like, the whole field? Like, talk me through, like, the actual setup of Mania. It's like it's uh, just the ring, and they have the walkway where the wrestlers walk down, and they just have the little ring, and there's a lot of floor seating. So yeah, they really pack it in. It, it's incredible, man. I mean, I like I said, I did not want to go. I was like, this is so dumb. Like wrestling, stupid. And I went, yeah. and it changed my opinion forever. It's so entertaining, and you know, everyone's just so drunk, but 
no drama. You know, no, it's not like you're at a uh, 49ers game and you're going to get shanked, right? It's yeah. like, yes. it's it's a different kind of... Everyone's happy. Yeah, everyone's happy and just watching some goddamn wrestling. Right, you know? you're not going to have to just eat one right across the jaw. Like, people are generally kind of, and generally just watching their guy go at it. Yeah, yeah, just an absolute battle, those athletes. They're, you know, that, that's a real sport. Like, but, do, do you know who's going to win before they walk up there? Like, is that already, is that, it's... Like, do you know as a fan? I know the wrestlers probably know, but like, yeah, yeah. I don't. I think some people know how the script's gonna go, but I don't know. I mean, I didn't know. I was on, you know, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, uh, um, you know, just waiting to see who's gonna raise the belt. I mean, if anyone says that's a fake sport, no, it's who not. Who raised it? Uh, I think it was Roman Reigns. Oh, Purple Reign. Yeah. So that's a Is solid that, win. What do they call that belt? Is that like? World have you like I don't even know It's like the Intercontinental Or something like that I don't know I'm actually My buddies are way into it More than me But yeah. like I go for the party But uh, yeah The Intercontinental Championship Or something like that I don't know Is that sponsored by the hotel? <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah um, One of my favorite things You do Rob Is You tweet out Every so often Your top 10 athletes Of all time Oof. And a guy that I would like to see Make that list more often than not, is a guy like Joey Chestnut. I mean, he, to me, he edges out a girl like Rachel Starr. You know what I mean? I, I just think that Chestnut, for what he's done over the last 17 years, can we, get, can we see him inside the top five? I know, I know you have to have Johnny Sins in there. LeBron's got to be in there. But can we mix a guy like Chestnut consistent, consistently on the podium, being a top three kind of competitor? Yeah, you know, I think uh, for for a guy like Chestnut, it's seasonal. Uh, He really thrives in the summer. He's really, you know, sucking down those dogs in one bite in July. So when he gets going and and you kind of feel that energy, like, you know, Joey's going to really suck down some dogs. And you you get that feeling in your gut around June, July. So for me, I want to see a more consistent performance out of Joey year-round. You know, maybe go international, do some contests over there. And everyone knows he's going to win the contest in Staten Island. So that's the reason why he kind of drops off the list right. in the winter there. But um, shout out to Rachel Starr. Uh, Joey's done a lot for the hot dog community in 17 years. But Rachel Starr has done a lot for me in the last 17 years. Uh, so, and um, for that reason, she's probably not going to fall off anytime soon unless something catastrophic happens. Like, um, I don't know, maybe if Michael Phelps wins you know, 25 more medals. Right. So stars, your go-to like, that's your number one. Yeah, I'd say wow. so. Yeah, yeah. Consistent. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah. Throws both ways. Pretty good. You know, yeah. yeah. Good chin. Just professional. Yeah. 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 I mean, she's, I mean, Emmy award, whatever Grammy, she's up there, you know, for adult yeah. films. I don't know what those, you know, actual awards are called, but she's, she's first yeah. ballot. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to get on the list, you yeah. know, like not, it's hard to get on. It's probably one of the hardest things to do in sports is get on that list. So, right. But a guy uh, like Chestnut last year, even, I mean, he, the reason why I think he could be on that list more often, Rob, is he called off the fucking, he called off the dogs. They were about to cancel Nathan's hot dog eating competition last year yeah. due to thunder and lightning. Chestnut says, hey, we're fucking going out there. We're crushing these dogs, and I'm going to get another fucking championship. He went out there, oh, my God, like so a bull nails. in a china yeah. shop. Yeah. That look he had on his face, like, that guy fucks. Yeah, you know what? I, I will take that into consideration, actually. I forgot about that. He was like, we're fucking doing this thing. He, he, yeah. uh, he led he the yell boy- into the camera or something? Yeah, he led the troops yeah. right out there. It was yeah. his first year coming off the IR, too, with that leg injury last year. And, you know, he didn't have the greatest performance because they were kind of waiting in the wings there. And I think his barrel ultimately kind of tightened up a little mm-hmm. bit due to the conditions. But, yeah, I just think that's a guy that 
he should be on that podium. And who the fuck am I to say? But, you know, I, I just love always when you tweet out those the top 10 athletes of all time, and especially when, you know, Starzy's in there, a guy like Johnny Sins. And shout out to Sins, man. Yeah, just I mean, year after year. What a competitor. Yeah, just consistent. You know, yeah. he's just like the Anze Kopitar. Cop- yeah, he's just like an Anze Kopitar kind of guy. Just all 200 feet yes. uh, responsible in his own zone. Right. Uh, so, could uh, could uh, win yeah. a Selkie. Great, de- great <laughs> yeah. defense, you know. Yeah, great defense. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, fella. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to ask you, just you know, just another thing that I love about what you do. Are we going to see it this weekend? And I hope we do. Like, we need a jersey swap. You know, Ooh, just straight yeah. tarp swap. Like, is there anything more nails than going toe to toe with a guy at a bar, shot for shot, Jägermeister for Jägermeister, White Claw, whatever you're drinking, double, you know, Jack, double rum, and at the end of the night, you're willing to look at that guy and say, you know what, game recognizes game. Real recognizes real. We're doing a jersey swap. Like, that's, there's nothing better in all of sports and no more mutual respect than a fucking tarp swap. Yeah, no, I live for that. You know, I live for uh, a Friday night where you're just, you know, throwing all caution to the wind and um, anyone, you know, not to pump my own tires, but I got a motor on me. So, I mean, I can tip them back with the yeah, best of them. Dave I mean, tip it. You know, they're pretty much everybody in my family has alcohol issues. So it's rooted in my genes. Like, I'm good at this shit. So if somebody could, Kind of, I take a lot of pride in it too. Right. So if somebody can really stand across from me all night, and like I said, Dave tip it back the bottle, um, yeah, absolutely would be willing to jersey swap, uh, take a picture of it, throw it up on Instagram, just as mutual respect. Do you do you take your sh- jersey back, or do you keep the jersey you swapped for? I've actually we've always. I uh, kept our respective T-shirts, but I'll be willing to swap. It just I would, depends. Yeah, I've always I've done. I think I've done one jersey swap. I think like in Vegas with Dewey or something. Yep. And yeah, we we swap. We we took our shirts back, but I would like to like just get a new T-shirt at and the at, end of the night. Yeah, like a real jersey swap. Yeah. We're talking like maybe even sign that shirt and like I'm get taking this one home. Up. Yeah, like, you're taking this one home. Yeah. Yeah, I love when people ask me. It's like an it's truly an honor. I'm just like no fucking way. It gets me so jacked. Imagine you just had a random swap with a guy at Blacks tomorrow, and then all of a sudden you get that shirt framed. Like you know how guys like have their own jerseys framed at their house. Mm-hmm. Imagine framing a jersey swap tarp you got. Like how nails Dude, would that imagine be? having like, like what a shirt? Like, wait, what shirt wear, is that? Heater should just wear a jersey around every time he goes out. So when he jersey swaps, these guys can just hang it up in their house. Like yeah. how, how sick would that be if you just had a random shirt hanging in your house? Like Saturday night. Who's a uh, who's Air Apostle shirt is that? Yeah, that's a. <laughs> guy that i met at a bar four years ago we did a jersey swap and yeah it's hanging above my bed now like, like imagine that that'd be so funny yeah that would be unreal especially have like a full wall of them yeah. you know what did he do what, what, why'd you swap with him i don't i don't know i don't even know his name but yeah he, he had just as many drinks as i did so it's fucking pretty cool yeah, do you know him no idea no he yeah. has number no clue instagram nope you got a shirt hanging above your bed yes yes yeah i, I look at it every night when i'm notching <laughs> like how funny Imagine. would that be if you literally just had a, you know just a bunch of jersey tarps you know oh yeah it's the american eagle that was a nice little henley there yeah i got that jersey yeah. over there oh yeah that was a rodman jersey oh yeah that's a decent shirt rag and bone eh, fella you won, you won that trade <laughs> yeah definitely that would be a nice swap <laughs> yeah. rag and bone it's like holy fuck give him be... a fucking hanes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be all time we actually got to start maybe doing that just yeah. carrying around a oh, shirt yeah. at all times you, know, you got a nice hawaiian too so I'm always looking for a swap, but I think it always has to match up. Like the player's got to be willing to compete. You know, as I say, nose over the puck, nose over the mirror, or whatever you're doing. You got to be hard on things. And if you genuinely, you know, deserve that, well, then, hey, I'll shake your hand. Let's do a swap because, you know, that's that's the game in itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Players play, winners win. 
dudes fuck. That's just kind of what it is. Right? I wish I did it when I was playing like in club hockey. Like yeah. how funny yeah. would, after the game, like you know, just jersey swap with some kid from San Jose State. Like yeah. that would be so hey, bro, sick. Can I get your jersey? Yeah, that would the be equipment unreal. manager is just fucking pissed. Yeah, what are you doing? We need that jersey tomorrow. Jimmy, yeah, like, Jimmy Rodriguez, the left winger for Man Jose State. You know what I mean? Third line, yeah. four points in thirty six games. Yeah, Hunter Pims. There's a lot of guys like that. Yeah, yeah and that level of club, it's just a lot of uh, just hooligans. Yeah. You know, like uh, I know, I know one kid I used to live with like very briefly. He had like three kids, and he was taking his student loans and buying new sticks with it. Like it was so <laughs> funny, dude. Like he was yeah. not. It was just uh, it was a different world down there. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not like the jungle where it's like guys are actually good and yep. you're kind of grinding it out. It's just guys are bad and yeah. you're still grinding it out. Like, is there anyone actually taking it like very seriously? Like they're like, you know, they think they might get called up to the big boy club. They're like, you know, stretching out pregame meal, pregame nap. They're getting pissed at guys who aren't taking it serious. Like, is that a thing? Or are you guys yes. all kind of on the same level? No, no. That that it was. There was a lot of serious guys. There's that guys that like wanted to go play in Europe after and stuff. And and uh, yeah, it was a it was a weird dynamic at ASU because you did have. I thought everyone. It was going to be like a lot of people cut from the cloth that I'm cut from. Where it's like, hey, I'll go have play a good game and yeah. I'll show up to practice. I'm not going to miss practice and be like a douchebag, like I said. Um, but I'm willing to like have fun. But there were kids that were like taking it very very seriously trying to yeah. go to europe you're going nowhere happy and you're taking me with you yeah you know? <laughs> like, what are you talking about you're playing d2 club yeah i was you used to play hockey yeah. shut up shut up i remember i got uh we had a 13 hour bus ride to utah oh and my god i got dressed and i got sat in the middle of the bench the whole game i forget why he was mad like i did something i think i ordered an ice cream sundae at a, a team dinner and that was it just for dinner and the coach got rattled um that i that i did that and it went to a shootout, and I didn't play a minute all game, like maybe two minutes. And he picks me first for the shootout. Right, because he knew you had a set of mitts. He, he knew, you know, what I was going. Like, you uh, can throw that thing right into the bar. Yeah, just full, you know, skate down pretty quick, hit the brakes, little Pat Kane and up, <laughs> upstairs. and uh, Maybe yeah. a little Kuznetsov, like now, too, a little shimmy shake, low and slow, yeah. dust it off. I mean, yeah, they took it serious. Like, yeah. he actually thought I was going to score. So even though he benched me all game after a 13-hour bus trip, um, yeah. <laughs> Did you talk? You talked, right? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Next question. Yeah, and I just yeah, it was it was a good time. I mean, I had fun, man. It was like but you know, not everyone's going to be like me and some no. guys take it serious, but I was really surprised at how serious some guys took it, yeah. For sure. And one thing that we always talk about and even Ozzy like we've talked about it on the show before too a little bit is like how sick is it and how like I think it might be the coolest thing in the world to just be an absolute nail gun. Like a guy that can throw both ways, eat a punch, throw nineteen to you know, no, take nineteen to throw twenty, you know, just like pound for pound, chuck and duck and like who are some guys, you know, in the in the league now? There's not so many anymore, but just even guys throughout the last ten, fifteen, twenty years or maybe even older than that are guys you love to watch that just throw like what kind of guys come to names in terms of like fighters that are just hilarious to watch because i know i have a few but i wanted to just ask you yeah um off the top of my head this is a crazy one but liam o'brien 
Like, spicy love, tuna? Yeah, like spicy I, tuna O'Brien. Shout eh? out to uh, Liam O'Brien. I love that he's just like at the ice den in the middle of August, like working on his right. Like, he's, he's, he's got his fighting like, coach out there in the bag, and he's just hammering the bag and like doing different tie-ups. and like That's like mid-August. That's how you know you genuinely love just a chuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. So like I love watching him fight. Um, I, I like guys that obviously like Reeves is just a, a given. Yep. Um, one of them that I always really loved, he doesn't play anymore, was Adam McQuaid. I love yes. watching that guy. That guy's uh, a gun. He was insane. He would block like 15 shots in a row and then have like a 90-second tilt. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say those are the names that come to mind. I'm definitely missing some just because. Like, do you remember like Trevor Gillies, how nuts he was? Yeah, yeah. His, the, na- yeah. his nickname was Train. And like. Have you ever seen I'm that? I'm pretty sure he still plays in the coast. He might have just. That's he, I think he just hung him up maybe two years ago. But do you guys remember that warm-up regiment video on YouTube of Train Trevor Gillies? You got to watch no. this. We'll pull it up after this. It's him essentially getting ready for an on-ice warm-up off the ice, and he's just shadow boxing, like getting his right going, getting his left. He's in like the locker room, like shadow boxing. And then he's doing like push-ups, and then it's the craziest thing ever. And he always talked about you always got to go into battle with a good lather on, mm-hmm. and a good lather on is just having that good sweat, right? So Gillies would just get like over the top, you know, warmed up, get his right, get his left going, and then just be an absolute psychopath on the ice. I mean, I remember guys in the coast that played against him, were like like they were they were shitting their pants because he'd be on the red line and maybe even like in their zone taking shots on their goalie and nobody would even do anything like what are you supposed to do to Trevor Gillies? Yeah, I mean even with that handlebar muzzy he has like, like that's terrifying. Oh like, my you know, god! Talk it, about a criminal on skates, dude. Yeah. Oh, oh my Beauty, god! Though. Like, like to do that. Like if hockey doesn't exist, is that guy in prison? Probably. He or the be. UFC. Yeah. yeah. Prisoner to UFC or Bellator. How does a guy like that adjust back to like what real life is? Like you're walking down aisle eight out of the grocery store and somehow your wires cross and all of a sudden you're like, you're ready to throw. Right. It's like, no, that person doesn't have their fight strap on their Wrangler jeans there. Like you can't just jersey them and just like fight over a box of Cheez-Its because they took the last one. Yeah. Or someone accidentally bumps <laughs> like, you. What the fuck, man? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, if someone like think about this, if somebody accidentally bumps him, and then like and when I mean. he played in the league, he's like, "Hey, what the fuck was that? We're going right." And just grab you by the collar. Like, <laughs> That's what I mean. Imagine yeah, you're it's... hung on a Sunday in the grocery store, and you're just accidentally bumping a Trevor Gillies, and he sucks yeah. you. Like, that made me think of Zach Cassian too. That's oh another my god! One. Shout, shout out, got, yeah. shout out Zach Cassian. I know when you asked that question, I was like, "Fuck, I'm gonna miss so many obvious ones." But shout out Zach, yeah, Cassian. Zach Cassian, friend of the show. Yeah, he's a, he's another one that's oh just my like god. he gets that look in his eyes. I'm like, he's gonna beat the shit out of somebody he, like he is such a nail gun dude he would play in uh shout out to zach man yeah. like i don't know him too well but he, you know one of my brother's good buddies i mean he would ride his hog no bucket on all over scottsdale just on the chopper so like sick. how nails is that get on the ice fight anyone no one would even come you know 10 feet from him right and ready to throw both ways there's nothing sicker than a guy that can throw both ways. Fuck, I wish I could throw. Yeah. How sick is it? It's yeah. so nails. Gage, did you ever, coming up, did you ever throw? or like? Well, I was never much of a fighter. Like I think I've, I've got like four or five career fights. Um, I just, I wasn't like scared of it. I just never really like, I never really took it as seriously as some of those guys. Like I never get that pissed off. Yeah. Um, and then usually, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy. The guys I would have to fight if I do fight someone, they're absolute nails and they'd <laughs> pump, they'd pump me. So That's like, and then I'm not going to pick some smaller guy, you know, like, and then you look like a pussy. Right. It's like, well, I'm not willing to fight this big guy who's going to fuck me up, but I'll fight the smaller guy. Like, I don't want to be that guy either. Yeah, that's um, true. So, yeah, I mean, and, and my last fight ever, actually, I fought Shaquille Morass. He actually played for the University of Manitoba. Um, he kind of slew for me at the end of the fight. And 
I fell back. My bucket was off. Hammered my head off the ice. Don't even remember the fight. Don't even, I, I woke up in the penalty box. I woke up like <laughs> – I just like – I'm like – why the fuck am I here? <laughs> Holy fuck. What the fuck just happened? Yeah, it's And I'm it. sitting in the penalty box, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got a headache. And then, like, I mean, I retired after that year, but I was just like, okay, I'm playing on the coast. They're giving me 400 bucks a week. Um, probably time to do something else. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, you got to be a different kind of animal to, like, really want to fight like year in and year out like that yeah, dude. that to me is just such a crazy role that's why i have so much respect for those guys and i just think it's like one of the coolest things in all of sports man you're essentially a ufc fighter yeah. on a team sport yeah. which is just the craziest thing ever and like you don't know when you're gonna have to chuck i mean still to this day like guys still will throw man like you saw the preseason this year like the the fights were up like 70 percent in preseason like it seemed like I think every Crosby- night Crosby, yeah. Crosby fought. Crosby, yeah. Because no one else would fight on his team. Like, Sid in year 19 is fighting in Buffalo on a Tuesday night in September. Except like, what are we pre-season. talking about? This guy's one of the best players of all time, and he's got to go jersey somebody. That's so sick, It's though. so sick. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I think that's, uh, you know, just the guns, man. There's there's nothing better. Yeah. And Heat Daddy, like, who are – because I know you love the game, man. Like, that's what people – yeah, yeah they, they it, see their funny tweets and all that. But, like, dude, you genuinely love the game. You know the game pretty – I mean, I think really well for, you know – just anyone in hockey. Like, I, I think you always discredit yourself. And who are some guys in the league that you just really like to watch? Like, I know we always talk about, like, Jack Hughes and some of these other guys, even, like, you know, Clayton Keller or, or whoever it is. But, like, who are some dudes that you really like watching in the league? Yeah, I'd say uh, Keller, obviously. Uh, Nylander, I love watching Nylander. Willie Styles, he's uh, Just so silky with the puck. Like, yep. unbelievable. Um, Pasternak, I love guys like him. Um yeah, I'd, I'd probably say, like, I love how Chris Kreider gets 50 goals uh, just tipping pucks. Uh, I yeah. like watching him just park in front of the net, just rich park right in front of the net and just deflect shit. Yeah. Um, who Rosa else? Park. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, man. Um, obviously, Jack Eichel is fun to watch. Yeah. Jesper Bratt is sneaky fun to watch. I don't know what the scouts were smoking when he was playing and i know he didn't tear it up wherever he was playing i think sweden yeah he was playing in sweden but you like, never know how you're gonna do it with a defensive league the guy could play like jesper bratt's a real a, a real like sneaky fun guy that i like watching um yeah who else i mean chucky Fox mcavoy is, we always talk yeah. about him he's sick oh, yeah i think he's so underrated uh, yeah, I he's think a, he's underrated. He's a top too. five D for me, as far as I'm concerned, especially around April and playoff time. Yeah, because he throws that body around the way he can close on guys in the neutral zone. Oh, it's yeah. elite. His stick, how he just guides guys into the boards, and then he fucking dummies them too. Yeah, like he's he's a nail gun out there. He's really anchoring in the the back end there for sure. And then other, just a couple off the top of my head, like Caulfield. Like I love the the smaller, quick guys. Like I was never a big guy, so I, those guys right. I, I enjoy watching how they maneuver out there and. uh play with the big boys and yeah he's got a hell of, he's got a cannon so what do you think like the best nhl barn you've been to what's your favorite spot to watch a game where's your favorite spot to get fucking in one and as the heat daddy would say tap in at baby uh in the league i gotta say vegas yeah it's an absolute party you're there every other just, weekend yeah just the the energy around vegas i mean especially how the rink filters out right across the street is a casino and yeah. it's the perfect place to just go act like you have way more money than you do and just keep playing <laughs> yeah. roulette. Uh, Get on I'd, the felt. Yeah, I'd say Vegas, obviously Madison Square Garden. It's just different kind of energy in there, yeah. especially after the renovation they did in there. It's really fun to get wasted. Uh, MSG. 
And uh, yeah, I'd say those two. You know, it's a sneaky one, and I'll never ever talk shit about the Florida crowd ever again. The Florida Panthers were playing the San Jose Sharks on a Saturday night, and that place was fucking electric. The, really in sunrise. Dude, unbelievable. I will never trip that crowd because I used to play around and like say, like, all oh, those people, you know, yeah, they yeah. suck as a crowd. It was insane. Like, everybody was on PSP, uh, PCP, it felt like. Like, it right. was wild. Yeah, smoke, so that's a good one. Smoking that goofy. Yeah, so if Dude, you... Dude, Liquordale, though, Fort Liquordale, like, Lauderdale, that place, man, it's it's sneaky. Like, that's, yeah. that's a decent city to tie one on. You got the elbow room, a couple other spots. They got a Moxie's there. Fuck, we talk about Moxie's every goddamn episode, but yeah. they got one there now, too. <laughs> that's a good one. It was, it was so fun there, dude. Yeah. No, for sure. And just wait till you see this rink, man. I know we've been talking about it, pumping its tires all week. The Palace of Pain, Ralph Engelstead Arena, man. I can't wait for you to uh, to see it. I know this morning at Morning Scratch you were uh, having flu-like symptoms, so you're a, you're a healthy scratch. You stayed off the sheet, head to the athletic trainer, and got a, got a little tug. But um, I can't wait for game time. You to see all these students, you know, even last night, like, mixing it up with the locals, like, People know you around here. You have a big following, I think bigger than you even probably thought. Um, it's just cool to see like how uh, you, this personality, this persona has really developed into something, and especially uh, you know, up here at like Hockey University. Um, you know, people really know who the Heat Daddy is, man. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, like I said earlier, it's, it, when it started when people would kind of come up to me, I always thought they were joking. Like, I thought it was like a joke. Like, they you know, were chirping me or something, but... People genuinely come up to me, and they're just genuine people, and they're just like, hey, I love your stuff. Yeah, let's do a Jaeger shot. Yeah, and it goes a long way, dude. It really does. Um, It's just like – it's not – validation is not the right word, but it's like it's cool to see that it makes people's day better. You know, like guys would be like, oh, dude, I was at work, and I was just dying at this. Like just to to give people, you know, a laugh is is so sick, especially up here. Like last night, like those kids were awesome. So, yeah, it's cool. I can't wait to get to the ring too. Um, Heard all about it, obviously, but it's going to be sick, especially with the matchup of Minnesota. Like, yeah. how lucky of a you know lucky am I to be here for yeah. that? It's going to be sick. Probably doesn't get any better in college hockey. I mean, there's probably some close like BUBC maybe, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I, if we're being know. honest, Ozzy, like I know we have a little bit of a yeah, Lenny bias. bias, but like uh, <laughs> there's nothing better than this rink and just like the old Brett Hall line. You know, heard a lot about you. So, you know, the old All Star game line when he was coaching there. So I think what you've heard about this rink. And what you're going to see, it's going to match up. I mean, just walking around, even there, you know, during morning skate today with us, like, I was here in August and I saw it, and I still get, like, you know, it's like, holy fuck, I get the wow factor every time I walk in. The marble floor, the leather seats, you know, just, yeah, it's crazy. And it's all the memorabilia around the rink, how detailed it is. I don't think you find that anywhere else in even in the National Hockey League. So, and I played in a few leagues. I played in the fucking Jungle, National, fucking Finland, Swiss, you know, the Fondue <laughs> League. I've been around a little bit, baby. I'm a goddamn suitcase. So, this stacks up there with nothing I've ever seen. And, little last little thing, I guess, I don't know, but what's like, uh, what's the drink of choice today, bro? Like, we're going to go have a few chili ones here. We got to get you over the hump. Like, what are you going with? Are you tapping right back into an RNC? Like, you uh, can't be doing that again. Uh, I'm not going to drink today, dude. I'm going to take it. Yeah. Uh, no, You're on the bush uh, non alcoholics. Yeah, no, you, no, I, I <laughs> still got to get the taste. Yeah, yeah. I'm not drinking today. You're going to be, you'll be 20 deep by four o'clock here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might mix it up. The rum and coke, they really, they, really eat away at your teeth which is hard for me because i have absolute buck teeth so i get i can get away with drinking right. soda all day and joe buck um but i do want <laughs> i do want to get away from uh the rum and cokes for sure just off the top of my head um 
I would. I wouldn't mind a Long Island iced tea. Ooh, strong know, island. Like something. We, to we got get, a spot yeah. for that, Ozzy. Oh, yeah. Take him to Bonzers. He's gonna have one. You're gonna be fucking upside down. Yeah, something to just get me. You know, I already run my mouth as it is, but something to get me loud. Uh, something to get me. You know, a little bit dancey. Um, you know, maybe you know, flirt with the bartender a little bit. You know, so, you know, be obnoxious. You know, maybe comment on her balcony and uh, yeah, yeah, her I think bread I, bombardiers. Yeah, I think uh, Long and Long Island iced tea, dude. I'm having a tough time talking, dude. It's so am I. I mean, we're still drunk. Uh, um, but yeah, I think I think that's the first one that comes to my head. Yeah. Okay. Can't wait. I can't wait to have a couple chili ones. I'm ready to go. Azo, what do you got? What do you? Anything else? Yeah, I know that's good. Um, I also am having a tough time talking. Um, it was a it was a tough night. I was gonna. I had something in my head. I was thinking like, was it was it worse to like? Do you think you feel worse as Joey Chestnut after you eat seventy hot dogs, or right how we feel right now after twenty five drinks? Like, what's worse? You got to think like those hot dogs probably mangle you for like that's, a week. That's so many meat missiles. I say that equivalent would be like going on like a. A ten, seven to ten day bender. It has to. Think like of, he, that guy's got. That's so many pork missiles. That's insane. He's got to feel so shitty for a month after. I yeah. Like, the funny thing is, I was looking at Joey Chestnut jerseys online the other day, and like, I, I mean, to me, just the what he does, dude. Like, how do you bury that many dogs? And like, he boozes that night. Oh, yeah. like he has a couple beers. Joey gets drunk after that. That's confirmed. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like Joey will tie one on after he takes home the belt, which is another feat in itself. So, no, I think that's good, fellas. Um, you know, half stung here, snapping it around. Thanks to Paul over here, fella fella. Yeah. We appreciate you letting us in the studio tomorrow, Joe Blacks. Um, last little thing I want to ask the Heat Daddy. I know you're basically a converted North Dakota fan now. I think you love the Sioux, and just wait till you meet some of the fellas. What do you got for some game predictions? Uh, this will air next week, but you know the folks will be able to hear it. So tonight, Friday, it's a green out again. That's in, probably in more ways than one. If you want to show up half cooked, that's up to you. But wear green, wear it loud, wear it proud. Uh, I got personally, I got UND four two, Jake Schmaltz. One and one. He always plays well when I'm in the building. So, Heat Daddy, uh, a prediction for tonight and tomorrow. We need a Saturday night win, though, man. We yeah. need to be at the Pita Pit. Yeah, tonight I'm going to go uh, UND win 8 nothing, And uh, <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to go UND win 3-1. to one. Three to one. I would love I that like little it. little empty netter right into the pita pit, and we're rolling with the fellas. We're going to be the thirty year old middle aged assholes, hopefully at a party, mixing it up with a bunch of girls and guys born in the year two thousand five. Yeah, and I just want to say real quick, thank you to you guys for having me up here. This is awesome. Um, I don't think I would have ever been. I don't know. Maybe I would have been up here, but I appreciate you guys having me up here. This is going to be. This is a blast, and uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, we're, we we love having you up here. This is all time. It's it's one of my favorite weekends of the of the year, and it just makes it better uh, having you here and having this kind of little production we have going here. It's an unbelievable weekend. But like Jordo said, um, it's been fun doing this in person. We usually do it over you know Streamyard or Zoom. Jordo and I love snapping this is a with huge, you, fella. This is a great change. And I want to thank Paul again with Grand Forks Best Source. Um, if you're in Grand Forks, obviously I'm gonna. Shout Paul out in Grand Forks, best source. If you're in Grand Forks and you want to uh, record a podcast or do any type of this work, um, head on over here and you know see what they can do for you. So how nice uh, is it just snapping it tape to tape with you? Eh? Like we're on the sheet, just D to D, no look. Like, I don't even have to look to my left side. I can just yeah. throw it over there. You know, you just, know, just, like, you just know him here. Yeah, maybe reverse play, go behind the net. Hey, yeah. I know you're trailing on me, yeah, fella. Yeah. yeah, a little bump. Don't even call for it because I, I know the four checkers coming. But yeah, no. 
Awesome, boys. Way to snap it around. We battled through it. I think this is actually pretty electric. It got going. Uh, Heat Daddy, now it's time to give the good people of Grand Forks what he's all about. I got buddies who are nail guns in this town, and they're they're scared of the Heat Daddy right now. They are. How they're funny terrified. is that? I won't, I won't name any names, but they're like, Jesus Christ, this guy's going around town. Like, how is he? I'm like, dude, you know, he's it's the Heat Daddy. Don't be scared of him. He throws both ways, but Jesus, boys, he, he's just like us. Come yeah, on. You're like, a degenerate, too. What are you all buttoned up over there, buddy? Come on. I know what your dark side's like. Yeah. Fuck. Off. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm literally just an idiot. Yeah, like, I don't I know so what else it. is. Yeah. You know, just uh, just winging it. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm scared of them. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. Uh, feelings are mutual. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward to. It. I I can't express enough uh, how much I can't wait. So yeah, folks, that was live in five fella fella from beautiful Grand Forks, North Dakota, episode eight. Uh, boys, let's go tie one on. We out. Woo. Yes.